super special episode of the unity or death podcast uh kind of the whole point and reason i started this podcast was to pull something like this off and we got a great little selection of guests this first time we're going to be talking about palestine and kind of just the middle east in general because there seems to be a lot of well poisoning around this and a lot of people that don't understand what actually is going on over there so i brought a you know a little section of the entire political spectrum that are all fairly experts in this whole area in this situation to kind of come on and have a conversation about this. So uh, first up, we got my good friend, Reed Coverdale. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, thanks for having me on. Um, I wouldn't call myself an expert, and that's why Ryan's here. That's why I <laughs> referred everyone to him. But yeah, thanks for having me on, I appreciate it. Yeah, and then of course, my my good, good friend, uh, Jillian Assange, activist, I've hung out with her quite a lot, one of my favorite people on Twitter, Misty, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm also not an expert, my friend. <laughs> compared, compared to a lot of people on Twitter, knowing anything about the situation at all makes you more. Okay, I can locate like... Palestine on a map, so I think yes. I'm doing better than most people. <laughs> You're than but most people. I'm still, you know, not an expert. But yeah, you can introduce for me on. Ryan. You can yeah. introduce Ryan as an expert. Yeah, and then okay, our actual <laughs> expert, Mr. Ryan. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to be an expert. It is not as complicated as what people try to make it seem. No, of is, course. But, and yeah, then so uh, I have been I have been making films about Palestine for twenty years. I go to the what I call the anti APAC convention once a year, except for last year because of uh that thing that's going around. I don't know if you're allowed to say its name on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That canceled it. So the spooky coof. Yeah, the spooky coof. <laughs> And then uh, Fiorella was supposed to be on here, but she's Californian, and I don't think she knows time zones, so she might be a little late. We'll we'll get her in when we get in. But to kind of just kind of start us off on this conversation as you know, a little little bit of a icebreaker, I kind of want to go one person at a time. And when it when it comes to this whole situation over in Palestine, there's so many little details that nobody knows about, and a lot of those little details kind of add up to this broader picture. So I wanted everybody kind of, you know, starting with you, Ryan, what's one thing that's happened over there that you feel like most people don't know about, whether it be an event, an individual, something that happened that has flown so far under the radar and most people aren't aware of? Well, it depends on who you're talking to as to what they're aware of or not. But I can just tell you what the Zionist media does and they do it every single time and they did it this time is they always start the story in the middle. So when Hamas fires rockets, they act like, look, Hamas is firing rockets out of the blue for no reason at all. And they don't talk about what happened the day before, the day before that, the day before that. And of course, they always omit the everyday ongoing blockade and annexation and occupation of the West Bank and Gaza. And I can tell you what happened in the week prior to uh, this most recent flare up, if you want. But I think irrespective of that of the house demolitions and shootings and things that occurred and the beatings in the alaska mosque and banning ramadan and it's just what palestinians have to put up with every day going through checkpoints being put on a calorie diet uh, gaza is routinely blown back into the stone age with f-15s and f-16 supplied to them by the united states and europe this is not an even struggle. They're like, oh, we're only hitting Hamas bases. What bases? What are you talking about? Palestine doesn't have a navy, doesn't have an air force, it doesn't have an armored division. Here's their civilian militia groups with black market weapons and flying pipe bombs versus a, a highly subsidized air force, army, and navy 
that is ethnically cleansing them and colonizing them and creating Jewish-only settlements in the West Bank. It is national socialism, race-based socialism. That's what they have uh, with a little theocratic splash in there because they justified the whole thing by saying God gave it to us. It's the most insane current event there is. And yet the most obvious act of ardent racism and bullying that exists in the world today. And somehow, not only do they not admit that, but they spin it around and blame the victims. They say Israel's only defending itself, which is about like saying, uh, you know, in, in the middle of a rape, a woman scratches the victim. They go, How dare she scratch me? How dare they defend themselves as he's beating the shit out of her and raping her? And, you know, the beating and the rape, that's the occupation and annexation. Pe occupied people have a right to defend themselves. And civilians die in war, but it's always a lot more Palestinians. And these Palestinians would die whether there's a war or not. Because every Friday, Israeli snipers go down there and shoot kids for sport. We got it on tape celebrating. They act like it's trophy time. And they shoot them in the balls and the knees and the eyes on purpose. You know, it sucks up more research, more resources to injure people than to kill them. They killed a baby. They killed 66 children this time. 39 women. All civilians. They blew up the media centers. They blew up. Uh, residential zones, bedrooms, you know, and the excuse is all oh, human shield, what no evidence provided. It's the same crap every time, but the Hasbara really failed this time more than any other time. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I mean, I don't want there to be conflict, obviously, but I'm happy is or let, let's say least saddened by this outcome than the previous ones because I have seen the media monopoly fall on its face, even with all the bannings on social media. Uh, and even with, you know, forget about televised media, it's Zio all the way, but with Telegram and VK and just not them being able to ban people fast enough on everything else, the word got out and the truth, uh, it, it wins. It, you don't need, you don't need billions of dollars of Hasbro and constant propaganda. I mean, it's right there for the world to see. These people are being ethnically cleansed by crazy people. And there is just no defending it. There's no lawyeries. There's not a lie in the world that can cover up what Israel's been doing. It's wrong, and most people now see it's wrong. As for the details of what people don't know and do know, I mean, there's plenty of things, but I don't think they need to know every specific little action. What you need to know most is the macro things, that there is an occupation that Europeans went to the Middle East in 1948 and made a state on top of another state. And they didn't do that alone. A lot of guilt to go around, but that's what happened. There was a Jerusalem was uh, under Islamic rule for 673 years consecutively before people went there in the 40s and took half the city. And cities shouldn't belong to theocratic brands anyway. And he, everyone could share a city, which is what they agreed to do. But Israel has ignored all the rules. Israel ignores all the UN resolutions. Israel continues house demolitions and settlements which are internationally recognized as illegal they expand past their borders they've annexed territory in the golan heights from syria they've annexed a small piece of lebanon as well and uh time in off and on they've tried to take territory from egypt this is a pariah state and a violent racist apartheid regime and people need to see that absolutely i mean yeah that that pretty much hits on 
everything. I mean, All I the didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, what, what, what made me think of that question? I think you were on um, a Pete's show and you were, it was either that or I was watching one of your videos where I had no idea that they burnt one of the Christian holy sites. Uh, I, I think you remember explicitly, explicitly one of the church, what, like, what was it? Like, yes, where the Jesus Church of Miracles, the Church of Miracles, where Christians believe that Jesus divided the loaf of bread and fish among the masses, one of the oldest churches that still remained, and some Jewish terrorists called the Hilltop Boys, uh, who routinely go around, uh, set, not only did they burn the church, they set people's homes on fires, one of which was a a family with a three-year-old and a baby and all but the three-year-old were murdered, burned to death. They blocked the exits. They Molotov cocktail it. And these people just get put on um, like house arrest kind of. They don't even go to jail, jail. They get administrative detention and then they get released. And it was only because of a lot of international pressure that some of these people temporarily went to jail, but not a real jail. And they were celebrated like heroes when they got out. Uh, the ones that burned the church, same gang, different individuals within the gang. Um, they were sentenced, but then it got commuted. And a lot of these Christian Zionists that are supporting Israel, I don't know why, just because they've heard of Jews in the Bible or something. Uh, they don't know that they went around burning some of the most uh, authentic and rare churches, rare Bibles, rare artifacts. They went and they torched these things. Um, they, they, they attack Santa Claus in Bethlehem. If you want to get into little details, people don't know. I mean, they're trying to celebrate Christmas with Christmas trees. About 20, 25% of Palestinians are, are Christian. And the IDF went and attacked the Santa Claus figure, put him in handcuffs in front of children. And they, they don't, they can't tolerate not anything other than their, way out of whack version of judaism i mean they're about as jewish as isis is muslim yeah technically it is one version of judaism and technically the islamic state is islamic but they don't represent all the other billion something muslims and obviously zionists don't represent the jewish diaspora around the world but they're the ones in charge and they're the ones and it doesn't matter if it's Likud or labor all of them just like the United States, it's this war party or that war party. There's no dissenting voices. Even less, they don't have a Ron Paul or anything like that, or a Tulsi, nothing. It's all war in Israel. Jeez. That's part of why BB Netanyahu started this conflict. He would help him. He couldn't form a government. and He's in trouble. Most country, yeah, most he's in, he's, yeah, he's in trouble for graft and corruption. Mm -hmm. And Israel has put prime ministers in jail before. One of them was Ahud Omar. <laughs> best friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so is yeah, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Well, it all it all connects. I mean, these people are getting state support for an international kidnapping and pedophile rings, and this is the kind of thing that happens when you're not allowed at all to criticize a, a faction. These are the same people, uh, terrorist gangs that were running guns, weapons, bombs. Um, and, and delivery systems, including stolen uranium from the United States to Israel, and they laundered money through Holocaust charities. I mean, how low can you be? But yeah. this, I mean, this is right after that happened, too. So they think it was political suicide to look into what a Holocaust charity was doing with their money, just let them do it. But they used it to run guns so that they could go Holocaust someone else.
Jeez. Yeah, I mean, and they have. They've oh. burned them with white phosphorus, and they use illegal chemical weapons. They use depleted uranium in Yom Kippur in 1973, which hurts unborn children, affects people's DNA. Some of the American Zionists are writing a project for a New American Century, which is a think tank of, of worst American Zionists, that well, maybe we can make a racially specific bioweapon. And not only were they crazy enough to think of something like that, they thought it'd be okay to publish something like that. And guess what? They're right. Because they did it and there was no political consequence. Well, they that's the, the thing. Standard. Magnus, yeah. you asked the question, like, what's the one thing that you think maybe people don't know about Israel-Palestine? I don't know that it's that people don't know, but I think that a lot of people turn the other way that it, Palestine is being used as like this experimental zone for weaponry because then they can sell it for more money because it's battle tested. Um, and so they're mm -hmm. using stuff on Palestinians that, I mean, we really, we really don't even know what they're using. Um and it, it's kind of a free for all and it doesn't matter. There's no consequences. There's no accountability. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something that I think a lot of people are, are probably smart enough to get once they look at what's happening, but nobody talks about it. They detain children and they torture them. They'll go into the West Bank and just fire tear gas through people's windows at 2.30 in the morning because they can. They're trying to make it unlivable and force people to leave. And then there's no right of return unless you're Jewish. You could be a completely Angle family in Brooklyn with some Elizabeth Warren Jewish identity, and you could get birthright to Israel thanks to uh, the Bronfman family, which is also tied to both Nexium and Jeffrey Epstein, two different pedophile cults that started birthright Israel. So if you self-identify as a Jew, you can go over and get a house for free because they're going to steal it from someone else. It, even like... Sometimes they don't even knock it down. They just let you move in furniture and everything while somebody's living there and just they got to leave. Yeah, there was that video that got posted. What was like a couple days ago of that dude? He's just like walks in this lady's yard and he's like, if if, if I'm not going to steal it, somebody's going to steal it. And she's like begging him to leave. And he just walks in like he owns the place. He's just hanging out. Well, that, which he says in English in a Brooklyn accent, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they just come and squat on people's houses. Now that video went out. There will be a lot more videos like that. But Palestinians are punished and beaten if they use social media for every like or share. That's another month in jail. Like. When if you go there with the camera, and my friends were there recently, Robert and Cash, great journalist, you should have one. He, he did a documentary on Palestine. He was there for three months in West Bank. Um, God, the abuse is unbelievable. The stuff they do, they'll they'll hit them with skunk spray in their water and ju just you know flatten their tires. Um, ambulances are refused so they can't get through checkpoints, and people die in the backs of them, often caused by IDF or settlers. Settlers. Yeah, almost almost I mean, all of almost like the, the point that always hits me that, you know, again, like I learn new things every day because I used to be very apathetic about this. I'd say I'd, I would lean more like on the Palestinian side of the argument, but I was just very uninterested in digging too deep into it. And every single day I, I found like new stuff. And the one that always blew my mind was that they train our cops and that a lot of like yeah. the, the, the riot control munitions and stuff like that, that were that are now used here in the united states were either tested or developed in part with help from israeli idf forces and stuff and it's like oh that's mm -hmm. great you know when when Me on the neck yep infamous for something i don't know if you say that on youtube either but you know that thing that happened in that place with the knee on the neck that's israeli tactics mm -hmm. and they do it to little kids i'm not talking about a big guy drugged out of his mind i'm talking about little girls and stuff they'll put they'll shoot them in the back i mean it's on film 
some they're just trying to go to school and palestinians some of them have to go to school they gotta walk there and they gotta climb over stuff and they go and drag their backpack it's insane just to get to school because they live in cages and yeah, Jews um, actually, actually, use can one go, road and Palestinians have another. Well, they have color coded license yeah. plates. So uh, the self-proclaimed chosen race of God can use the roads. But the people that actually built the roads can't use the roads. They got to use other roads or no roads and walk places. And they might come home and find out, oh, I can't get back to my house. Somebody's put a fence around it. They'll just put them. They will build a cage around an apartment. Be like, you live in a cage now. Settlers are dumped the trash in there and stuff and dump trash in their yard. And if the Palestinians do anything at all, if they fight back at all, then the cops come down and hammer them. It's a little bit like Antifa going and looting and burning things. If anybody does something to them, they get arrested. Yeah, I was going to say, I want I wanted you to go into kind of, because that was something I learned very recently was the security fencing. Because I knew that there was partitions. I knew about the roads and stuff like that. But I wasn't aware... Of segregated them, like, schools they have yeah. everything segregated i was aware of all that i wasn't aware they took it to the extent where like they'll literally just throw up security fencing around somebody's house and oh, is that yeah, like that's, that's happening real a lot in haifa for example where they have just all the lower apartments they just put they even put a roof on it like it's a cage it's not just a fence when i say cage that's not an exaggeration if you watch i did a <laughs> I did a seven-hour woodshed of Barry Weiss, who's no longer at the New York Times, uh, because she was on Joe Rogan and just sat there and lied to his face for three uh, hours. And I showed footage of, of, of <laughs> that embarrassing. You Sorry. Go How do you spell that? Sorry. Yeah, yeah she's, she's funny. Was, Sorry. She's awful. She's funny. <laughs> There's suicide bombings in cafes every day. Like there was for eight years yeah, from the time she was there and then in seven years after she left there wasn't a single suicide bombing and then the one that there was was at a checkpoint and there was another attack in demona against soldiers who started the whole thing they just she just sat there and fucking lied but anyway i i made a like 23 minute clip of the seven hour one where i showed the cages and things and it's hard to find that footage anymore because it's just sanitized all over YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. They will erase it. You're not, it's Facebook especially, you can't talk good. You can't say anything truthful. Truth is anti-Semitic over there about uh, the Palestine-Israel conflict. That's actually what caught me. One of my first Facebook bans ever was even, it wasn't even like digging into it. It was just a meme about uh, them possibly celebrating in Israel during 9-11. And that got me banned. It was like super tame, super sanitized, just like bullshit meme. And it was like a 30 days. <laughs> Israelis that celebrated in America during 9-11. Worked for a front company called Urban Moving Systems run by Dominic Suter. You had... Uh, Ilhan, you had Yaren Schmel. I'll slow it down so I don't spit over people's heads. You had two brothers, the Kersberg brothers. Paul Kersberg, he was the leader. Sivan was his brother. His brother's the one that was caught driving a, a furniture moving van that had been spotted filming the first plane hitting and celebrating the attacks. And then there was Oded Elner, who was not really part of the clique with the rest of them because he had only been in new york two weeks Sivan had recognized him because they'd served together in israel so he had him become part of the secondary business of urban moving systems but it turned out to be an israeli front company had traces of bombs and the 
uh, and trace of explosives and then multiple moving vans all over the place. They're flicking lighters and high-fiving each other as a plane, a horrible plane just crash just occurred at minimal. Even if you didn't know it was a terrorist attack, it's still a plane crash. Why the hell would you think that's funny and take pictures of flick lighters? They were set up at Doric Towers, which they had maps of uh, to be there, dated September 10th and 7th. So they, they went and did a stakeout before the event happened. You had Israelis caught uh, who did illegal work on the fire prevention systems in the towers who were all arrested and did go to jail for 10 years for getting false IDs in Tennessee, one of the few states that didn't require social security numbers at the time. All this happened, and we caught Saudi Arabia red-handed financing hijackers. They used two mediums. It was, uh, it was Princess Haifa and Bandar Bush, who used to be the head of Saudi Arabia's equivalent of the CIA, sent money through two guys, Omar Bayoumi and Osama Basnan, pushed the, the uh, Kurdish mosque in San Diego, which was run by this, the guy that Obama drone struck, Alawaki. And these guys gave money to Nawif al-Hazmi, who was on Flight 77, uh, and uh, well, three, all, well, three different people on Flight 77 they were laundering money to, actually. And with this is known. The problem is... The, it's not even the official story. It's the problem. It's the kookers, the Jonestowners and loose chainers and stuff went so far out in right field, like denying airplanes or denying hijackers or saying a missile hit the Pentagon or some other dumb shit that when someone does try to give you the grown up version of 9-11, they've been inundated already with all the utter asinine stupidity that... Uh, they just think, oh, I've heard that already, and they don't want to listen. And they do this on purpose. With Jeffrey Epstein, you have the idiot saying he's still alive or that when Maxwell's not really in jail because they didn't see a picture yet or whatever. Of course, they have been pictures now, but they try to hijack things. Same with criticism of Obama, got lumped in with the people that thought he was a no birth certificate and born in Kenya or whatever. The criticism of Trump was all this identitarian nonsense, not the actual stuff he was doing. Right. And there is reason to criticize him and there is re reason to criticize Obama, but they they put it in a safe little place. They hijacked the Tea Party with all those weirdos. They hijacked Occupy Wall Street with the same thing. They hijacked Black Lives Matter the same way. They get agent provocateurs to go in and do things that are just ridiculous, breaking windows and stuff like that. And then it's no longer about police abuse. It's just a bunch of uh, commies robbing Louis Vuitton or whatever. Ooh. <clears throat> they do this on purpose and they've done this with and they're trying to do this with uh palestinians too there's these morons called the goyim defense league that went around in a van with the palestinian flag that had on the side of it hitler was right right automatically trying to associate nazis with pro-palestine people and this is the other one they've done it to this this flag right here where i was born in the south this wasn't an issue until about 1991 when hbo started doing specials juxtaposing skinheads with the confederate flag it was part of pop culture it was in dukes of hazard it was in wwe it was in music it was all over the place and it wasn't a symbol of racism or anything like that now it's getting to be like that and they're toppling statues and stuff and it's what charles sir charles barkley said scramble the middle class they get blm and confederates and stuff to start fighting with each other they don't want you looking at Wall Street. 
they don't want you looking at that. We always there's this analogy of like putting red ants and black ants, you know, in a jar, and they all start fighting with each other because somebody shook up the jar. Who's shaking the jar? The yeah, that's class. that's actually that that leads into kind of like the whole point of the show and everything. And I want to get you in, Reed, because you've been sitting quietly and pacing <laughs> this whole time. But yeah. uh, so, so like uh, within Reed within- just uses me as a weapon. Man. He just brings me places. <laughs> and goes, there, he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go we'll go uh, clockwise. Yeah, we'll go clockwise on this. Um, Reed, what, what like the way I'll set up this question is: I watched like seven hours of Ryan's stuff and had my mind blown. And then I went to the beach and I listened to Jimmy Dore and he was hitting all the same critiques of Barry Weiss when he did his special like last night on all of this. And I don't yep. even know if Jimmy Dore knows who you are, Ryan. And then I he turn does. on. Okay. Well, I, either way, like, and, but it's all the same, all the same critiques hitting all the same points. And then I go listen to somebody like Dave Smith or Ron Paul, or even like a few select individuals on the right, all the same points and everything. So why do you think it is that, this is treated as a left-right issue when there seems to be an across the entire political spectrum and and you know going clockwise yeah going clockwise start with you read and we'll go down why why do you think that it's sold that way uh if you don't mind could i just really say what i thought people don't know about oh yeah of course (laughs) course. to me it's that they think the republicans and democrats are for and against israel i mean that's just absolutely insane (laughs) you know like and (laughs) I think it's uh, it feeds into the same question, though. How has this become a left right issue? You know, you'll see Bernie Sanders and AOC criticizing uh, Biden for supporting Israel, but then they'll vote to fund Israel, you know, like they did a few months ago. Um, And then you'll see Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw say we're not supporting Israel enough. So you create this false argument that really doesn't exist. That's to throw the it's to throw the scent off of the actual argument whether or not we should be supporting Israel and instead you have these fake actors arguing, but I think that's the goal in general because if you can divide the right and the left and get them to hate each other, then Wall Street and the military industrial complex and the CIA and all these horrible organizations win, and it's a lot of work to keep the wool over our eyes. So if they can make us fight instead so that we're not paying attention, it's way easier. Um, so I think what you're doing is great, like trying to bring people together from both sides and say, hey, you know, we actually do hate most of the same things and we probably shouldn't be rioting in the streets, punching each other, you know, like realize who the enemy is here. Absolutely. All right, Missy, what about your take? Well, I think that that's a really good point because I think we really do have to focus on who the actual enemy is. My enemy isn't like the guy that works at my gas station that voted for Trump. It's not my enemy. My enemy wears a very expensive suit and sits in a boardroom and makes decisions and are people that, you know, most people don't even know exist. So I think that that's, um, I I just think we have to really focus on who is actually the problem for all of us. It's not us against each other. Uh, They're the ones with all the power and they use, they're very good at what they do. They're very good at the propaganda. They're very good at emotional manipulation. They're very good at making you um, mad at the wrong people and the wrong things. Uh, I I mean, they really are. Like I have sympathy for people who fall for it to some level, Um, but it's really just becoming more and more obvious, I think, I hope. Um, Because I think a lot of people are starting to wake up to the fact that they're desperate to keep people apart. Um, And you know, the, their worst nightmare is stuff like this, like this conversation, talking to people. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's 
it's really funny to me, especially on the left, being a, I guess, what you would call a leftist. Um, I think labels are weird anymore, but I think being on the left, it's really weird to watch people like pretend that anybody to the right of like Bernie Sanders is irredeemable. <laughs> And um, we can't talk to them. We can't even have conversations with them. You can't pretend like that's just the most self-defeating thing. I think legitimately there's a huge portion of the left who isn't worried about like getting anything done. They just want to like be able to sit safely in their, you know, safe space and feel superior to people. <laughs> you know, they yeah. want it to be this exclusive club where you can't sit with us. Yeah. Um, and I just want to get shit done. So right, I don't yeah. know. It was kind of like a rambling, weird response. To no, that, that's perfect. That's happen. perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's perfect that like like uh, it's it's the political compass meme where it's like the top left is a hammer and sickle, and then everyone else is a Nazi, and then like the bottom of the right is like capitalism, and then everyone else is a communist. Where it's like wor world, the world's more complicated than that. And and in particular, I don't care about your fiscal policies when I'm trying to stop Palestinian kids from getting blown up and fucking killed. If right. you're gonna if you're gonna show up with me and march with me for that, then cool. I don't care what the fuck you believe but continuing on the question ryan what, what's what's your theory on this of why it's become a pressure issue between two ideologies that in theory are both against war yet for some reason we get like infighting over over israel and palestine well first i got a big announcement we have to acknowledge is ted kaczynski's birthday and that guy <laughs> pretty much he summed up exactly why it is the way it is I've never understood it. I'll go on anybody's show. I'd go on Jimmy Dore's show. I'll go on any leftist or right wing show. I'll go on with David Duke. I don't give a damn. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Right. And I don't mind having a debate either. But I think they do. And they, they got a good thing going. And you don't want someone to come on and school you on something. So, you know, it's better for them to avoid that. I'm like, are you trying to figure out what the correct thing is or not? Because if you are, you should have open dialogue. I don't care if I'm wrong or not. I don't care about is what's wrong and what's right. And the more you engage, the more you have dialogue, the better chances you have at figuring that out. But we have people that are like web liberties, it's ego and whatever, and they're protecting themselves. That's some of it. That's a good way um, to put it. Web I can't even web liberty. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. perfect. There's um, thanks. I got I I Israeled that from someone else uh, a long time ago. <laughs> um. I call AOC a, a politician. Ask a ninja. This guy called Ask a Ninja. No, He's a YouTuber back in the day. He's the a celebritician. Yeah, celebritician. Yeah. Um, well, I use Israel as the verb to steal. So when I say <laughs> Israel, that just means I took it from somebody. Yeah. Um, so I've never understood why people do that. Um, there's even within the same party like even among leftists or among libertarians whatever their purity spiral and go you're 99 percent in agreement but there's this one little thing so I, libertarians. I, I gotta ghost you on this now because you don't agree on the on the you know whether or not we should have a post office or whatever i don't know um <laughs> they get stuck in this minutia and it's like their brand and it's just basic tribalistic groupthink. and i i don't know and i like i went to the black lives matter rally by myself uh, with my Confederate gear because they had just burned the flag of Stonewall Jackson, broke into a private museum and set everything on fire. So, and they deleted my Twitter account. Even though this is like thousands versus one guy, they felt threatened. <laughs> I just went there in the middle of the day in Japan by myself. I was the one getting death threats and everything, but um, no one did anything. This is a soy boy revolution, bunch of pussies. But I wasn't going there to pile drive people and stuff i wanted to have dialogue i want to say hey 
I'm on your side about fighting police abuse, but you can't go around burning monuments and things. That's that's going to turn the whole country against you. And it and it did exactly when they toppled Jefferson, they toppled Columbus, they top. And I don't particularly like Columbus, but it ain't my statue, and I'm not going to do anything to it. I wouldn't do anything to any statue. I don't care if it's Joseph Stalin or whatever. They're not there to hero worship. They're emblems of history. I don't know. You you just can't. It's not yours. Don't touch it. It's private property. You know. I just it's like people want to be part of a gang and so they're going to be violent if they can be and they'll censor you if they can they're not interested in dialogue and I see it in every group I see the neocons do it I see the radical left do it there's I don't know the radical libertarian anarchist types uh, like the Benedicts and Peter Collins and stuff they go around and purposely either dismiss people cancel people or if they are talking to somebody it's in the most snarky uh you are lesser than thou kind of way and that is not a way to approach a subject i personally think some of the economic theories on the left are borderline on retardation but i'm not going to approach a conversation like that you know i'm going to hear what they have to say and then i'm going to tell them why they're wrong I mean, but I get it because I kind of think you're wrong about statues. I think fuck statues. It's just a fucking statue, you know, oh, and we can have that disagreement. I think most of them, they, they were made like en masse uh, during the Jim Crow era, not as like like a, assemblage of history as like a warning. Yeah. It was, it was propaganda, it the you know, so it's not always that they're anymore. emblems of yeah. history. But yeah. again, again, this, this is my point, though. We, 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 we can have we can have that that disagreement yeah. there, but. Palestine. That's a, that's, we, that's, yeah, that's right. my we whole. Have, we can have dialogue about yeah. statue, not today, but I would like to no. educate you about the because I've heard no, all that stuff I, I, before. You can try for sure, but uh, I mean, I, will, I don't straight. have a I don't have a personal property. What you just said was false, so you already made some <laughs> false but statements. It's not. It is. They did we not can have that conversation. Go look up when sure. statues were made after the Spanish American War. That's when it was. We can. We can do that. I can show you, you know, yeah, where they were made during the Jim Crow era. Okay, we can Skype do that. We'll do that. I've heard that a million times. I'm a Civil War historian. Okay, see, so we, we, we got a debate place. set up for another time. But again, <laughs> yeah. again, moving back to unity. See, this this is a pressure issue there, right here. We we well, got see, no. We got, see, we you're, got, you're cutting in on a conversation. Like dialogue needs to happen, or true. you never get anything resolved. True. No, that's what we're saying, though. We can. No, we I'm willing have to, to have that, that conversation with you. We'll set that up. Yeah, we're that's, what, that's what we're saying. That's topic, that was the point. But that's the thing. You gotta allow people to talk to each other. The worst thing in the world is echo chambers, right? Mm -hmm. No one will ever say anything like because it's an echo chamber is why someone thinks most of the statues are made during Jim Crow era, because they all told each other that. It's the echo chambers why somebody thinks all the neoconservative talking points or why somebody thinks you know, you know, Hamas started the whole conflict and they're human shields and da 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 da. Because no one's allowed to say otherwise. Like you are literally not allowed to say otherwise. You will get canceled for opposing Israel because they'll call you anti-Semitic. Well, I mean, I've like especially with just with this conversation. Like I, I'll have to show you guys all my DMs. But almost every single person on here, besides Reed, because I guess you're you're non you know, co controversial Reed. But I got things like, oh, you're you're having Fiorella on, don't you know? Like blah blah blah, she's a Marxist. Like, oh, you're having Misty on, she's like she's this insane, insane left wing grifter. Oh, you're having Ryan on, he's this anti Semitic racist. And it's like, see the label they gave me. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Like, it, it, they, it, got, it, they don't have an argument, and there's nothing wrong if you're a Marxist. So what? You know. 
What's wrong with that? You're supposed to talk to people that you agree with and yeah. disagree with. I responded to the guy. He's like, don't you know Ryan Doss is a bigot? And I'm like, I don't know if that's Not the case. Bigot. And even yeah, e even if that was the case, I'm glad the bigots are anti-war. That's great. I'm actually an atheist. I don't have a religion. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I'm also mixed race with mixed race kids. So I'd be going against myself and my offspring if I was racist. <laughs> well, I, get, I get that all the time, which is super weird of like, I'm not I'm clearly not like the most white individual in the world. I mean, I, I've got, I think I've got the, the calling card of all victimhood here. With yeah, my category, but I don't use it like that. <laughs> I gotcha. Absolutely. And it, it's just weird that like we're not supposed to talk to each other about anything like the anti anti debate culture anti conversation culture like like people are like oh you're platforming like like a lot, a lot it, it was crazy to me it's like oh you're platforming ryan dawson like look at my viewership this is the highest viewership i ever got in my life you're platforming me more than anything i don't and i don't even care about platforming because the ideas will speak for themselves and i mean you went on like a, a 20 minute yeah, conversation about israel racist <laughs> i've been anti-racist my whole life really but like actively so in everything I've ever done. And it's like, doesn't matter because you're opposing Israel. That makes you anti-Semitic. And, and apparently they think Jews are a race. I don't. The only two groups that think of Jews as a race are Zionists and Nazis. It's a religion and an ethnic group. And an ethnic group is different than a race. Absolutely. I'm not anti-ethnic groups either. I mean, just <laughs> right, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's that's the thing is like I even I even thought about it when I opened this open this podcast of like should I do the whole thing where I go around and ask everybody like okay nobody here we're gonna clarify nobody here is anti Semitic blah 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 and then I stopped myself and I'm like no fuck that like the ideas speak for themselves like nobody here is a bigot nobody here wants to kill anybody or oppress anybody for any of that and we we're all coming together here right now because of an act of racism that we find abhorrent like a lot of people come to this from like a anti-semitic thing pisses me off to be honest with you it's so i mean and listen i'm not jewish i don't have any right to really speak on what's offensive to judaism but to me like uh putting israel and making that like a direct connection to all jewish people and the way that they, that's so that's that's gross and it's what Israel's doing is um, ethnically cleansing Palestinian people. And it's it's kind of disturbing to watch. You know, I've talked about this before. I've taken a lot of shit for it before, but it's really disturbing for me. And also slightly fascinating on like a psychological level, um, how a, a people that has that kind of just horrific oppression in their history can then turn around. And now they're they're doing that to other people, essentially. I mean, it's very similar, the oppression that they're forcing onto Palestinians. Um, and it's really sad, but it, it, it you know, you get Einstein shit if you talk said. about that too. You get, I mean, I've been called anti-Semitic a gazillion times and it's not, it has nothing to do with that. I just find it fascinating that this is, I mean, if you've seen like Abby Martin's uh, film or Max Blumenthal's film or John Pilger's film about Israel and Palestine, the way that Israelis speak about, Pal I mean, they're very clearly propagandized. Um, and it's, you know, it really is this just visceral hatred of another people for no real reason. I mean, it, it's just, just weird, again, emotional manipulation. They use religion as a, an, as a cudgel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then if you can't talk about it, that like encourages people to actually be racist, just like this, like, that's what it, I mean, <laughs> it's anti-Semitic yeah, to associate all Jews with Israel. When you do that by saying that if you criticize Israel, that you're anti-Semitic, right. then you have people attacking Jews in the United States. And that's fucking retarded. I mean, it's, it's absolutely stupid, you know? Like, so if you go talk to people and you, especially racists, like 
I mean, Ryan talks to racists and changes their minds because yelling at a racist that he's a racist doesn't do anything. You got to go like tell calling a communist a communist. They don't care. They're like, yeah, so capitalist or whatever. So what's wrong yeah. with that? Right. Yeah. You, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. You accurately identified what I am. Oh no. I'm so offended by that. Like, and yeah. I, know, I know, I know Misty, you, you, you've gone on about this, like all, you know, all of the time of you have your whole, whole spiel that I, I love on, on bitch where you talk about, being able to use like who you are to go into these spaces and try to talk yeah, to people. I'm a fucking white woman. I have the privilege and ability to walk into white spaces where there may be casual racism and attempt to change that and attempt to make that. What the fuck else? Really? It, to me, it's the height of white privilege as a white person to be like, nope, I'm not dealing with those racists over there. It's not my problem. Yes, it fucking is. It is our problem. Racism amongst white people is white people's problem. And um, and the, you know, the, 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 a lot of Jewish people picked it up. I learned that from you, Ryan. That a lot of like the biggest critics of Israel and Zionism are Jewish people. <laughs> you know, like you, you brought up Einstein. You brought up like a couple other people on that one show of like how a lot of this that comes out that gets leaked or whatever isn't like Western people or neo Nazis sneaking around leaking all this stuff about Israel. It's Jewish people that find this horrifying. Einstein yeah, was way ahead of the game. Yeah, well, he's kind of a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he wrote a letter to the New York Times condemning what the Likud party and Menachem Begin were doing and compared him to fascist Italy. Um, I would compare him to the, fasc to the uh, National Socialist of Germany, too, because Italy was more of a, a corporate version, whereas the Nazis had a, a racial state, and Israel has a racial state in their own minds, at least. But yeah, of course, it, it's not the Jewish state. They can call it that, but it isn't. And of course, the Jews are going, or, you know, any rational, normal person, Jewish or not, is going to speak out against it. But I think Jews have an extra dog in the fight because the backlash is going to be on them if they don't. Right. And um, usually as a group, it's a political group. It's got reason to be look at its history. So people are on the ball. And so, yeah, you'll get people like uh, Max Blumenthal and Norman Finkelstein and Gideon Levy and so I've met all these people at the conventions and it, it's uh, probably a quarter Jewish people you know it's a huge overrepresentation from the two percent of the total population they're very concerned about it and there aren't we don't really have any Palestinians maybe four or five because they're not allowed to be there you know they can't they couldn't come home if they left and so but a lot of people have been fighting for human rights in general and what's happening in Palestine what's happening in Yemen well, you know, all these war, the pointless wars in Iraq and so on. But these are all because of the Zionist influence over the United States. We wouldn't have sanctions on Iran if it wasn't for Israel. We wouldn't be supporting Al Qaeda in Syria if it wasn't for Israel. We wouldn't have invaded Iraq either time. And we wouldn't be supporting the ethnic cleansing of Palestine. Uh, this is for, due to Israel influence over the United States, in part coming from lobbying and bribing. And the darker side of that is the blackmail, which is why I was, when I was talking about Epstein and next name that those things do connect at the top. Yeah, uh, Whit the, well, Whitney Webb and you have been like two great sources. Yeah, for I'm me. sure yeah. she sounds just like me. Oh yeah, I mean definitely like the whole the whole Epstein Israel kind of like connection. Except that, I started on it 14 years ago, not last year. Um, all my Shots work, fired, got all my work, I'll say it. I, my work got hijacked because I was I had two strikes on YouTube and couldn't do anything with it. So whatever, you know, and then now I'm gone completely on there. But I'll go on Atwood and, and explain it. And 9-11 too. 
you know, there's a lot of Johnny come lately's be like, look what I found did. I mean, I uh, did <clears throat> that's, um, yeah, I can this back Ryan up here kind of too. Job. That's true. Like, there's like, I mean, they sold my work. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> well, and then the people don't know who he is, even though he's been around longer than Dave or like Pete. No, yeah, or I'll, anything. I'll, yeah, I'll perfectly, like, I'll perfectly admit, I had no idea who you were before you went on. He's show been doing this time. like decades. And, and like that's, and and you're <laughs> yeah. you're absolutely right. And I know I know Misty can speak to this for sure. Of the the Pied Pipers, the, the the false like conspiracy type people of like I was more of like an Alex Jones conspiracy theorist and everything like that, and I never heard of you, and I got led down stupid rabbit holes. And I know I know Misty, like I said, you can you, you can alone. speak to, you can speak to plenty of people that get into like weird counter conspiracies and stuff like that that kind of like hijack the whole message and run people out into the weeds and get people fighting over nothing. I, think, I mean, uh, Christ, I, I'm an Assange activist. <laughs> of course, I, there's lots of people that do shit like that. Um, they lied about him, too. You know, the affairs in Sweden and all that nonsense. I was at a Julian Assange rally in Britain. Like, the only time I was in Britain, I timed it. I so that desperately want to protest Assange. with the London crew. But I'll oh. tell you, the problem was, I go there. It's an Assange rally. But they were there people talking about everything from the rainforest to abortion i'm like yo whatever this is a this is for julian assange focus yeah. you know we cannot yeah, that's, that's, tackle that's, every issue at at once like what the fucking rainforest have to do with julian assange like i don't want to burn the rainforest either but that's not that doesn't matter right that's now that's something i go to all the time and I, th I think that's like a big point of division of and that's you know that's why i loved your event in dc misty when we did for assange is it was just about assange like when we were at the assange event yeah. we talked about jillian assange nobody was ranting about taxes or schools or the rainforest or like like any of these other issues and i always use the analogy of like, i used to be an environmental activist and if there was like if they were cutting a tree down in the middle of the town and all the hippies didn't want them to cut it down if you showed up, we're like, great, we're happy you're here. To where like nowadays, I feel like if there was an environmental protest, people would walk up to you and be like, What's your what's opinion? your view on abortion? Yeah, yeah. what's your what's your, <laughs> yeah. what's your what's your view on abortion? How do you feel about Yemen? How do you feel blah blah blah? And it's like, dude, yeah. I'm just I'm just here to stop the truth. I don't give a fuck. Down. I would just like <laughs> to save the First Amendment and Julian Assange's life. I don't care who shows up for that event. It's so bizarre to me that people want if you're willing to work with me on something that I care about and that I want to get done, then welcome aboard. Because I'd like mm -hmm. to get that thing. I'm selfish that way. And it's so I don't if I think can there's a bigger divide. The I want, there you that go. Issue. There's not a bigger divide between the public and the government than Julian Assange. Like the entire public's like, this guy's a whistleblower. He told the truth. He's a hero. He didn't give mm. out government secrets. He reported on government crimes and he needs to be released. Only a really small but very vocal faction is against him. But the entire state, like, Biden was against him. Trump's against him. All everybody, everybody with any position of power is like he's a traitor and they ought to kill him. And Except da, da, da. Sarah Palin, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know she's no longer governor. From. She's yeah. no longer governor. <laughs> but she's literally a victim of WikiLeaks, <laughs> and the fact that she spoke out before Bernie Sanders is still endlessly um, well, terrifying, um, infuriating, and hilarious. <laughs> I think I think you can stop and ask yourself who got. Smacked by the media harder than Sailor Palin, right? They all said what an idiot she was, and that should be a red flag. I'm like, okay, if the entire mass media is saying this woman's a moron, yada yada, and all the late night comedians are picking on her, then maybe she has something to say. Yeah, yeah. When you see the entire media and and the and the comedians, because that's where liberals get news, 
and the late night comedians are all smacking on somebody, that person said something against the establishment. Yeah, it's it's crazy that like they did the same thing to Dan Quayle. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to me that I and always Tulsa bring Gabbard. it up. I always bring it up with with everybody that I talk to of how I had a moment where I realized nobody had talked about Assange on mainstream news in like three years. Like after after right around the time between like a year before he got taken out of the embassy and like a year afterwards, nobody talked about that. There was like a little blurb like, oh, they took him out of the embassy. That's awkward. And then everybody stopped talking about it. And it's like, hello, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, the coverage on Assange is um, it's like an interesting thing to study if you're a big nerd and you want to go like actually look at the coverage and the, the propaganda really is the m more fascinating aspect of it. The decade long smear campaign, because they've been very meticulous, like it's been very, uh, very well done. I mean, really, if you think about it, it's they've been chipping away at his character. They've been like slowly turning him into like a comic book caricature of a villain. Um, so that's that the first can... thing I hear from any normie that isn't like aware and has bought the propaganda is like, oh, he's like a he's like an asshole. He's an like, asshole. I get like, that. How do you know that's that? That's the thing. That and the rapist thing are the two things I get the most. It doesn't matter. That is like one of those two things is coming out of somebody's mouth. He, he's either who's that, or ooh, he's an asshole, or isn't he a rapist? Those are the I would say the top three things. And he really, the Trump who's win. that is the. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the that's the other one. Yeah. He made Trump win. It was like really. Why oh, yeah. he told the truth about Hillary? That means she made herself lose. She lost yeah. to a hand-picked opponent, and that's yep. always going to delight me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I didn't like Trump or Obama, but I'm glad it wasn't Hillary, and I'm sure as hell glad it wasn't John McCain. Oh yeah, God, God yeah. forbid if we would have had McCain, because that that would have been what we're going through with Biden now, but like probably even worse, because you know, decaying old man that's like slowly losing his mind and dying, but super war hawk running the country, like oh God, his death anniversaries in two. Megan McCain would have been so much more intolerable if her dad had been president. Oh, she God. would get up there and say, "My father, my father, my father." I sent her former a, president, uh, my father. Oh God, he's gonna bring this up. <laughs> Should oh, I no. say this or no? What, what uh, I do? <laughs> I'm I'm scared now. Yeah, Is sure. it Megan I mean, McCain related? Uh, I made her cry. Oh, you oh, did. God. Yeah. I love her stylist. Is my favorite troll. It looked. It sounded like a. <laughs> say. Oh God! No, she she posted like just today, like her, like my my biggest like criticism. No, it was Chelsea Clinton. She similar vein. She's like I uh, I couldn't imagine somebody sleeping with their underling when they were talking about Bill Gates, and it's Chelsea Clinton. Like, what, do you, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Like, what no, you, she did not. She did. I will send she you. She did not. She was talking about Bill Gates. She's like, he's such Come an awful on. man. He slept with like one of his underlings. Is that like, real or somebody imagine. like photoshopped that? I've I've, <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen it so many places that if it was a shop, that's, damn, they nailed okay, it. Okay, because that would be pretty brazen. That's a really big. That's <laughs> like a lack of brazen or a lack of self awareness for sure. I was saying, she, she should say, "How dare Bill Gates hang out with Jeffrey Epstein?" Uh, yeah, that's what your mom and dad did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous to me of all that that's going on. He's laundering money through a foundation uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the same. They do all the same stuff. But, yes, uh, I that's, guess. Yeah, it, oh, it's yes. a big club. Yep, it's it a big is. Club. You're not part of it. And that's what people. Yeah, Carlin. It's what people are realizing. Like Louis Leibowitz was Dick Cheney's chief of staff, lawyer for Mark Rich, pardoned by Bill Clinton. Uh, a lot of these guys, Paul Toomer stuff, donates to both sides. Um, I love Abrams lasted through several administrations. Like the unelected part of government, they just rotate the same psychopaths in and out, shuffle mm -hmm. them around at different positions. Doesn't really change much.
Look yeah, at what Sheldon Adelson was able to do with Julian Assange. He's the one that funded the uh, secure the Spanish security firm uh, to spy on Julian Assange while he's in the Ecuadorian embassy, including conversations with his lawyers, which that alone should be enough to have his case thrown out the window and let, lit on fire. By um, the way, Sheldon Adelson is dead. So yeah. cheers. Celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. I have a calendar, and every time some neocon kicks the bucket, we have a holiday for Dude, it. Dude, when Kissinger kicks the bucket, I'm gonna have a one woman party in my living room. Not even. Oh, kidding. I, I am. I am going to do uh, snow angels and Vaseline. Like, is this going to be <laughs> the most celebrated day? Because I've been waiting. For, we got like a uh, when is Kissinger gonna die? Ticker. That's a lot of like, evil website. for one human. Oh yeah, I mean a he lot. is. He's the OG. He's up there with Lincoln. Like. He's in a category by himself. McCain's up there, but Kissinger, man, what, what is he like? Two hundred years old. I don't He's know. He's been part of government his entire adult life, and then bastard doesn't seem to die. And he still He's is as fat as he is tall. Who, who who was it? Misty. It was somebody on the left. I don't know if it was Bernie or somebody else. Like tweeted like being so happy to hang out with Henry Kissinger, like supporting Henry Kissinger. No, it wasn't Bernie because Bernie's been pretty clear. Like that's yeah, one, it, it, it was, was like, it was I, one person like like from like the progressive camp. I wasn't sure if it was I don't know squad or something. Mm. Oh, I got to remember. But yeah, some some somebody it, was it like a Bernie person or was it more like a near a tandem type? It was more of a near tandem type. Okay, more than, like, I could see that progressive more. type. Bernie yeah. has better optics than that. Yeah, like, he'll Bern, yeah he's he's stuff, a little bit smarter than that. Yeah. He's, he's actually he's very shrewd. shrewd. He's a very shrewd politician. He's he's done pretty well creating a narrative for himself. He rails against the one percent and then gives one point five trillion dollars to Lockheed yeah. Martin. <laughs> he convinces everybody that he's anti-war, but really he's an imperialist who mm. loves. You know, he got uh, anti-war activists arrested at his office, and I mean. Yeah, he's yeah, right. I mean, I mean, nobody nobody wants to talk about the defending Palestine and Bernie's losing his shit, like screaming yeah. at him. At a town hall, <laughs> that one town hall that he did, yeah, lost his shit. He's a Zionist. I mean, I don't know why. It, this mean, is that, that's what pisses me off about Bernie supporters is they like they supported the uh, the the painting that he painted for them, just like the 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 cute little moments, um, you know, and the. It just it, it's like an image they fell for an image it's this cult of personality thing where they did i don't even think that most bernie like then i'm sure some of them have educated educated themselves since uh or educated themselves since um but i don't think any of them ever really looked into him you know yeah. like the, was, the balkan the balkan war record is public knowledge and mm -hmm. like everybody forgets yeah. about the balkans like if you walk up to the average person they wouldn't even know the shit we pulled over in the balkans under clinton and Bernie was all on board with that. Yeah. He voted every yeah. single time. He voted for every funding bill. He was yeah. all for bombing and invading. The F-35. Um, oh, yeah. you, you can go on and on with this dude. And I don't think people in like 2015, 2016, so many Bernie supporters were clueless. Like I supported Bernie in 2016 very um, kind of Terribly. cynically. Yeah. Um, like, well, at least it's not Hillary or... Yeah. <laughs> and I was... Well, and it was... I honestly thought that this this could be like our last chance to maybe like put a halt to like the whole slide into authoritarianism um like even just a little bit and but he i mean obviously did not give two shits about winning eh. won't even bring it up now that he was cheated and that we it's not we have evidence for that to support that that's you know oh yeah. Ryan was uh, it was his video Bernie to the woodshed because I would uh, that was I think that was the first video of yours I saw Ryan in 2016 because I oh, yeah? 
after Rand Paul didn't go anywhere, I was like, all right, I'm going to check out this Bernie guy because I didn't know anything about him. And then I saw Bernie Sanders to the woodshed. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I guess not. Well, but there's yeah, a huge I mean, divide between what his supporters think he is and what he is. Like most of yeah. Bernie, most Bernie fans are anti-war and corporate bailouts and all that, but he isn't. And right. they just couldn't see that. This did the yeah. same thing with Obama. He just put out some he, a slogan like hope and change, and you're, you just fill in the blank with whatever is psychologically gratifying, ignoring what he actually does and always has done. I mean, Obama made slavery great again in Libya, started the war in Syria, did all the corporate bailouts to Wall Street, the giant housing bubble. That, he sucked on everything. But yeah. you know, like, wasn't he a great president? He got elected twice. George Bush Sr., same crap from the other side. Started the Iraq War based on lies. Huge disaster. He got elected twice, and yeah. the guy he was running against was for the war too. Like there was no, I think the war is dumb option. It was John Kerry, head of the Armed Service Committee. He supported the Iraq War and all that jazz as well. Well, and Misty, it's kind of funny. Like this, this last year, uh, it was funny. Like seeing how many people were like, "What happened to Bernie? Like when did he? Why <sighs> did he sell out?" And it's like so frustrating. <laughs> What do you mean? Nothing. What happened to him? <laughs> Nothing happened to him. He's been a loyal party soldier since the nineties. Yeah. I mean, this, and if you bother to look into it, again, I supported him in 2016, but very cynically, like I knew who I know who he was, but I just thought maybe if we can just kind of shift things in another direction, um, right. you know, we can get some, some momentum going for the people. Um, like and people so that was for Trump. Same yeah. Idea. I mean, yeah, I, I went in eyes open, um, but yeah, the, the people that are still pretending like he is some leftist beacon of hope or, or yeah. like the squad is, some, I mean, come the fuck on. It's exhausting dealing with these people. And then I get yelled at for um, it, I, not I being will, left enough. <laughs> I, I will I will definitely, like, I have to I have to give credit where credit is due. Um, I did not expect Elon Omar to be the person to vote against expanding the security state around D.C., but she did it. So it's like, okay, cool. But yeah, all the other squad and like everyone else voted <laughs> more money to DC, more military, right. more security, more all of them. Every all, all of these foes. AOC is my favorite because she voted present. And when Tulsi voted present, she ripped her to shreds. And <laughs> yeah, that's the hypocrisy that. is just right on brand. Well, all uh, those people supported the war in Syria and said Assad's an evil dictator, right? Because Obama started that war. So the, the brand, the D next to it, they all supported it when that happened. But not when Trump, you know, if Trump had done it, they would have been against it. But when Obama did it, they're okay with it. And Ilhan Omar is just a Sunni loyalist. So she's good on Palestine because they're Sunni. But in Syria, she supported the war because Assad's an Alawite. Like, it, it's not on principle about humanity right. or anything. It's just that's her little tribe. And so yeah, I just don't just think she's bad, good on anything, really. I think that they're told what they can be she's, good on. Well, yeah, her mouth is good. Rhetoric's good on Palestine. Right. Actually, she's, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll take that back. She's not even good on that either. Not really. <laughs> like, the, I think really AOC's got some gift for that. AOC's got some gift for, like, the right platitudes and the right. Um, she's an overactor, though. Um, if they can get her to pull that back, she could really be dangerous. But she's an overactor, for sure. She she wanted to cancel airplanes. I don't think they're worried about her. But the uh, Rand Paul's probably the best senator as far as like, I mean, he has he supported a war in Afghanistan and some other things. Yeah, but he's not great. <laughs> he, there, not there's great. no one we can really get behind. Mm -mm. But it's like the least, that's why it's got to be issue based. The least bad bad exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> who can it, i, it's, who it's, can it's I so exploit to get motion on this thing that i care about that's all i think yeah it's, it's ridiculous we've gotten to this point because it's like 
the the lesser than two evils argument has like merit in in general but we've lesser two evils so long that like we start scraping the barrel for for it is really just we'll start the story evil. in the middle because you don't have the lesser of two evils until the primaries are over and then it's like oh it's one of these two jack offs but right. you have a chance in the primaries where it's not the lesser of two evils it's open and you can pick no then it's and, who has the uh, most electability who's the, who has the most money usually yeah, about, yeah, yeah. same thing i guess but right yeah in america a little bit. on local levels on on our state governments and on our county governments too like glenn jacob got elected in knox county libertarian anti-war good on everything but the reason he got elected wasn't just the issues is because he was a celebrity he was kane from wwe and they just wanted oh. a seven foot tall 360 my brother used to love him yeah he's I, awesome, he, he's he, awesome he, character but he was he really undertaker was my dude I love the Undertaker. That's where I stole woodshed. I Israeled woodshed from an Undertaker promo. Nice. <laughs> Taking someone to the woodshed and or out back to the learning tree. He had some great promos, man. Scary <laughs> things. Uh, they're kayfabe brothers, but not really. But um, Undertaker's from Texas. Uh, we need Eric in here to do an impersonation right now. Of, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We do Paul Bear. <laughs> Undertaker. <laughs> oh God. That is a scary dude, but Kane, I heard him explain healthcare on a stage one time, and I hadn't seen Kane without the mask and all that. Who's this giant man articulating healthcare so perfectly? It was Glenn Jacobs, and now he's he's the mayor of Knox County. But we don't have enough of those. Um, you are see, seeing people fighting back uh, on a state level against the coof rhetoric and stuff, but um, it's more a partisan thing than principles. Again, it's kind of the right thing for the wrong reason. You know, I don't think we can change things politically until we change things culturally. Uh, it's all predicated on culture and culture is predicated on media. It's all downstream goes media, culture, politics. And if you fiddle fuck around with the politics, you're just going to lose like, oh, well, this person had more money or name recognition. Da, 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 da. You got to change the media. Because that is where, like, all the information, like, why do we have so many derpy plebs and stuff? Like you said, at least I can find Palestine on a map. Like, that's a joke, but not really, because there's many people who can't, right? Yeah. But if the media would just be honest for 24 hours and explain the situation, it's done. It's over. But we yeah. have a, a Zog media. And I say that all the time. The, the battle for information and truth and against propaganda is legitimately the front line for everything else. Because you can't fight for anything else that you want unless you, uh, you know, have the ability to put out real information. There's Fee. Hi, Fee. Fee. You didn't, you didn't know. You didn't know the time. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oh, can you hear me, Fee? Hello. Hello, Fiorella. Fiorella. I don't think she can hear us. I don't think she can hear us. Okay. I don't think we'll she can her, hear we'll, us. Shoot, shoot. Okay, we'll get her. There back might be a lag. Yes. Yeah, yeah maybe. I'm DMing her right now. Hi, Fee. Hey guys, I do have to go pretty okay, soon I'm here too. <laughs> okay, but, uh, we, we can we can drop you out uh, real quick right. though. Read uh, what what I was going to close people on is the the censorship of everything. You're you're the only one that's really been spared from this of of being deplatformed and taking everything off. Uh, are right. you are you worried about that now that you're talking to people like like Ryan, like me, like like having this panel? Are you worried about that at all of like addressing these issues and, and getting your channel nuked and shit? Uh, yeah, when I finally have a day off, I'm going to set up on PeerTube, but I'm working all weekend and all week, but hopefully next weekend I'll have time. Um, 
But yeah, I've had Ryan on like four or five times. I've had you on three or four times. Talked to Pete Quinones. Talked to I have anybody on. I haven't received any strikes or anything, so it has been weird. But I don't know. It's worth it. Like if they're gonna ban these people, you know, we gotta. We I I, I tweeted out yesterday like they can ban Ryan's channel, but they can't ban all of us if we have Ryan on. And I said like, we are Spartacus, you know, like when you're all <laughs> pretending to, you know, if we all group together and we just don't let people who get censored, like fade into the night, then I, that's kind of how I think we got to do it. And then we got to use alternative platforms, but I'd like to have YouTube as long as possible. Cause if you just have peer tube, like, you know, like you said, you didn't know who Ryan was. No one knows who he is because he's been censored so much. So I'd like to, stay on youtube so i can fumble in the right direction you know so i'm going to try to set up something alternative to also have and then maybe have more controversial discussions there or you know whatever but uh yeah i am worried about it so um we'll see what happens but thanks for having me on magnus and yep. uh good seeing uh, uh misty i'd love to have you on my show sometime and uh Fee, yeah. i don't know if you can hear us yet but i'd love to have you on too um, if she yeah. hears now yeah, yeah. Gotta okay yeah you can't hear you though <laughs> You can't hear me? Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no we can. Okay, there we go. No, we can. Okay, perfect. But, okay, uh, yeah. so unfortunately, we're going to go. So. You got to leave just as she arrives. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> trade, trade now. Trade now. Trade now. But um, I got to go. So. <laughs> See you, Reed. <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. Bye. So, hi, Fee. Welcome late to the party. Hi, Fee. On, hi. Calif on California time. No, I told you. I thought you told me six. I told you six. Uh, it, oh. it was in the chat, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, well, I messaged you and I told you six and you said, that's cool. Okay. Well, it, we're, it works either way. So, so glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, we, we've covered a lot, so we might yeah. recover just a little bit of it, but, uh, I open, I open the show with the question of what, like one event or like one detail that goes on in Palestine that you, you feel like if more people would know about that, it might start pushing them into figuring out more like we've brought up the security fences we've brought up that like they've burned like christian churches and stuff like that what, what would be your like one elevator pitch to somebody of like an event or detail uh elevator pitch to convince people of what of just like either to care about the situation oh. or that it isn't this two sideism sort of like kind of thing they sell it as Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the fact that, um, you know, our, our tax dollars are going to fund genocide in a country. So whether you're coming from an empathetic place of, oh, like, I care about people getting murdered, or whether you're coming from a place of that's a giant waste of money, it's both apply. Right. Both apply. And we in the United States in this country have z like no, next to like nothing compared to what Israel has. I mean, we don't have healthcare. We don't have uh, the wealth that they do. They have a longer life expectancy. So if you point out these things, even to conservatives, right? When you're talking about, well, America first, and we need to create, you know, American jobs and all of this. Well, why don't you have an issue funding uh, an entire country's to have a better life than you do. If you're coming at it from that place, well, these people have a better life than I do and we're funding them and yet we can't take care of our own here. It works in that aspect as well. And I think, and I think that's also, you know, understanding that if, if you're going to look at it through the numbers or if you're going to look at it through an emotional empathetic lens, it's the same result still applies instead of funding the war machine, we could be creating new things, for um, uh, for us here instead of 
everybody being so just done and ready to go uh by you know by guns and and like buy land and like prepare for the the end like we could have a, a better situation in this country but because we live in an empire that doesn't really care about anybody else except a few people in the predator class then then like it doesn't like it, it's 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 almost like we're living in this doomsday reality and we're also contributing to somebody else's doomsday reality yet we have far more in common with these people these palestinians that are under occupation at, than we do with our leaders pushing that right and so i think that's that's something that we have to point out it's like all of us in the world whether it's here or whether it's palestinians or whether it's people in the global south are suffering because of imperialism we don't even get to see the benefit of it not that it would make it any better but we don't get to see any of the benefits and explaining to people that our interventionism in other countries just literally destroys our economy here and explaining to people that the Israel's interventionism in our country is not really constitutional and it's also not not something that you should be proud of that is a logical way of of looking at it yeah like like I, I I know even even myself, I was surprised a couple of years ago. Of, they they essentially have like I don't even know how to describe it, like a weird parasitic pseudo state socialist sort of thing where we're we're the tax farm for that. Like we yeah. pay for their entire military, pay for their health care, we pay for a lot of their schools. Oh, we got a little we got a little one poking in. <laughs> but yeah, like like we we really are like some kind of strange tax cattle for Israel in a weird way. And it's like, why? And nobody can explain that. Even from the both sidesism, it's like if I wanted to put myself in neocon brain, then like we would be there. That's, a, like, that's an oxymoron. Right. Yeah, exactly. We would be there well, trying to like mediate and helping both sides and yeah. like, you know, trying to cool it down. That's not what we do. We just, no, I was saying neocon brain is an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, instead we just dump, dump buckets of money into one side, and then the other side will send maybe like Doctors Without Borders very occasionally or something to do some token gesture, and like it's like both sides. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the reason that we help Israel so much, Magnus, is because we need we need it. Like Joe Biden even said, if there wasn't an Israel, uh, we would just create an Israel because it's it's a geopolitical foothold. It's a it's a power center. Um, that's how they control the region, or at least attempt to. Um, they're starting to lose control of it now, but that's that's why Israel is Israel, and that's why we take care of them so much, and that's why we have like this weird, undying loyalty. I mean, kind of across government, there are very few people who will ever speak anything even almost against israel um in all of our politics so it's this weird like they really do have complete control <laughs> over the, um, the entire rnc was like yeah. that when you saw the closing statements for pick somebody ted cruz trump whatever it was all like pledges to israel and ann Coulter, who used to be you know this is how bad we are when she's the voice of reason she's like is it or is it a campaign for the United States or Israel, right? Because all, all these, yeah, all these, every single Republican got up there and talked about how they they were more is pro Israel than the last one or whatever. Like, this is you're running to be president of America. You understand this, right? <laughs> but it was all pledges to Israel. I mean, this is a country that stole the nuclear bomb from the United States. Essentially, created the Cold War. Sells military secrets to China. It does so many things against America's interest. 
And the argument of like that Chomsky and stuff give too is like who are anti-war, but they don't get it. They act like Israel's unsinkable aircraft carrier used to launch into everyone else. But Lawrence Wilkerson and others, as a Colin Powell's chief of staff, have really debunked that. In both Gulf Wars, Israel couldn't get involved at all because it would alienate all of our Arab allies. It's a, it's a boon. It's not a boon. It's a bane. Every time there's a conflict, Israel is uh, a burden to the effort. Israel's routinely bombing Syria on the side of Al Qaeda, right? Uh, the U.S. is just sitting there protecting the Kurds with the U.S. Air Force where they've annexed Rojava. Can't help out with Al Qaeda in the West and Israel. Can't get involved in that. Like Israel makes things worse. They turn everybody against the United States. There is no way we would have sanctions on Iran in the middle of a gas crisis if Israel didn't demand it or on Russia. Both are oil exporters. We need oil right? because Biden closed down the pipeline. Another one got hacked and they're having shortages now. And there's and you can't get it from Venezuela because they all screwed that up. You can't get it from Iran. You can't get it from Russia. And, you, and then there's a coup d'etat in Ukraine. So now you're gonna have shortages in America. Thanks, Israel. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Is this one gone? But yeah. Yeah. Did Israel take it? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Oh, like, you know like, why? When it comes Donkey Kong is brown. Thing, That's like, why they went after him. Donkey Kong's brown. I, re I remember distinctly, like, not understanding why we were trying to fuck with Iran so much in, in the whole Middle East. I was, like, young. And I just looked at a map, and I noticed that, like, Afghanistan and Iraq are on opposite sides of Iran. And we have all these, mil all the military bases are in like the east of Iraq and like the west of Afghanistan. It's like, huh, that's an interesting little detail. You would never know that unless you just pulled up Google and just randomly looked at it. But a lot of people won't even put in that much energy into like figuring out the situation. Well, too often the criticism of Israel kind of stops on Palestine. And there's plenty that you can say just with that, with the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians is bad enough. But a lot of well-meaning, like anti-war people, assume we went to Iraq because of oil or something like that. But if you look at the facts, the neocons brought us to war in Iraq, and it was over oil, but not for the United States. Israel got three fourths of its oil, seventy-seven percent, so more than three fourths of its oil from the Kurdish annex regions of Iraq, and they almost built a pipeline to Haifa. That was the dream. But every single pre-war lie from these neocons about saying. Saddam had mobile weapons labs and they're producing anthrax. And then they said, oh, yeah, senior Iraqi officials met with Ahmad Atta in Prague. And Mohammed Atta is the lead hijacker of 9-11. Therefore, Saddam did 9-11. Bullshit. All of it was. Uh, the chemical weapons under the palace that we got from William Sapphire, who got a Guardian of Zion Award, right? Judith Miller's lies in the New York Times. Specifically, all the lies that said that Iraq was in violation of UN Resolution 1441, which was the legal reason for the war, came from a cabal of Israeli partisan neocons. Never mentioned oil. In fact, we already had the oil. You look at the exports and imports before the war and after, it doesn't change for the United States, but it does for two countries, Israel and China. China is now their biggest importer, and Iraq is the biggest exporter to Israel, or was, until the Peshmerga was pushed out by Soleimani who is fighting these terrorists, and then Trump assassinates Soleimani. And they did that for the same reason. John Bolton had a working group, Jim Loeb wrote about this, where they met with the Israelis. Trump said, I'm not going to do it unless an American dies. So an American died from a mortar round. He's an American all of seven days. He's an Iraqi translator. And then they went and assassinated Soleimani, risking like World War III type scenario. But if Israel demands it, they're going to get it. And, he, and, you know, Trump's related to these people. Netanyahu used to sleep with the Kushners. 
Uh, Charles Kushner's convicted felon for setting honey traps and campaign finance illegalities. Hey, hey, dude, can I do this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. He's this, three. So. What, one of the things <laughs> I wanted to point out um, since you're doing this this show is that we you know, we've had a lot of exposures of consistency on, um, you know, how we are. We're consistent. A lot of us. But the culture war barons, they're not consistent at all. Um, and they exist both on the liberal side and on the on the conservative side. And, you know, exposing the squad and all of that, that was a very obvious liberal exposure. But exposing the, the pro-war Zionism and the two-sided arguments, example, Josh Hawley, hey, I'm against censorship. I want to fight for elections. I'm all for this. The moment it's something he disagrees with, like... I don't know, Israel, Palestine. He's like, I want to punish free speech because it's, uh, you know, it's it's violent against the the Jewish, the state of Israel, the Israelis. That is a, like that is inconsistent. He is contradicting himself. He is exposing himself as a cuck because if you're going to protect free speech, you are protecting it for people you All don't like too. If you're going to protect, you know, if you're going to stand for something, it's not based on who you like and who you don't like. It's across the board. And it's this Palestine, Israel, Palestine has exposed another layer. It's exposed a lot of the people that pretend to be anti-war on the right and left, but they're not because if it, because they support for this one instance they support Israel so there, there that there's that aspect that I think we all should un, um not just not just like enjoy and like be like okay ha huh, like this is this is a good thing that's happening but also understand that this is going to continue happening and when you have people like you know you Magnus and Misty and you know all of us that are here we we doing this kind of just validates the fact that we're a rare breed because we are able to talk and have disagreements and have independent thoughts on on situations but we're consistent if we say we are anti-authoritarian if we say we're anti-war it doesn't matter whose side it benefits and that's one thing that i think we have to continue pushing because i think people still some people still don't see that yet how important it is to understand like that we we have to be beyond the team sports beyond hyper partisanship we have to actually just act on on our you know what what we deem as as our values and for me that's being anti-war regardless of my preference for you know israeli religion over islamic religion you know if that were the yes. case yeah, the yeah. lack of intellectual consistency is unbelievably frustrating. And I think that that's honestly, the, I think that's what uh, the people that dislike us so much, I think that's what they have a problem with. They can't, if they can't like put you in a box and give you a label, it freaks them out. Um, and they have no ab ability to even process that you could be consistent. And, um, you know, if you're against censorship, then you're always against censorship. Or if you're against war, you're always against war or whatever the case may be. I think that they, a lot of these people have allowed themselves to like have this team identity. And so if it's their team, then it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, I don't, I don't know how it isn't more obvious to more Republicans of like, if you go over the last month, They've been in full doomsday mode in, in terms of their rep messaging of like the pipeline shut down, the economy's going to hell, Biden's so awful, like our culture's under attack, blah, blah, blah. And they, they ramped all this up to 100. But then they all stopped 
and jumped behind Holly to put everything on pause to vote to condemn a resolution just to complain, essentially, to get yep. cr criticizing <laughs> Israel. It's like, oh, I thought I thought the economy was exploding. I thought that like we were risking like going to war and all this bad stuff. So you guys have time. All, all that can be put aside for a second for you to complain that people are complaining. <laughs> and and if the economy is imploding, why send another seven hundred and some million dollars to, to Israel, Israel on top of the four point yeah. nine billion we give them anyway? Yeah, and I know I know V, v you you can talk about uh, talk to this of how the like so-called anti-war Democrats can't even get together to try to block Biden's money to Israel. They couldn't even they couldn't even get together to decide whether they were going to vote out it or not. Yeah, it's an it's a Don Biden resolution. Bernie presented one in the Senate, AOC, uh, Congress. They knew that it was dead on arrival because it was a 15 day uh, cutoff window. And the day later after they presented it was the cutoff. So even CNN is saying, oh, this is largely more symbolic than anything. And also it's not going to pass and blah, blah, blah. Like they like, no, like they knew what they were doing. It's just it's that progressive feel good woke. Oh, yay. We tried. Hey, Palestinians, look, I know you're getting bombed and I know you live in, in dismal, abysmal conditions but hey we tried let's please accept this tweet as a token of our yay you know, right and they'll, they'll bring that up like <laughs> a year or two from now outside of that context and be like we voted to stop it and it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah but they fall for that because yeah. that's that's what's weaponized on the left it's the emotions because some people on the left really do want progress they mean well but they have allowed themselves to be weaponized just like the liberals were like they to through their emotions for feel good nothingness it's superficial it's not tangible it's just like they allow themselves to be weaponized for that and meanwhile of course the right just goes back and forth as to like oh I, free speech but no not unless not if it's for antifa blm and Blah, 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 whatever we don't like. And it's like the same hypocrisy. And I'm frankly sick and tired. And mm. by the way, we also gave nearly $2 billion to the Capitol Police to continue um, amping up their their basic like authoritarian crackdowns on protesters to protect our Congress people who are just obviously at a class above that they get their own security protections. They get bit barriers. They get uh, more money for the FBI, the DOJ. Like all of this is happening, their civil liberties are amped up. They get more protections. The Capitol Police doesn't have to show anybody, including another police agency, the camera footage on their body cams. They're not. They're not allowed to. And it's in this legislation. We don't and even know it, who like, shot actually about like, it. That's for them. That's the benefit for them. That's not to protect you or me or anybody. It's to actually protect them against the eventual uprising of people because they know people are pissed and people are ready to like just be done with this whole shit. And if we if people like us start expanding and existing through whatever means necessary, guess what? They're screwed and they know this. So they're just going to continue amping up these crackdowns against us while simultaneously protecting themselves. And the independent media, that's a lot of the progressives, they don't talk about this because they just want to be cheerleaders to AOC. Oh, she tried. Bernie tried. He's still fighting for us. He still cares. No, that's not really, that's not what's happening, guys. Yeah, we had a whole Bernie rant before you came okay, on. Good. We, 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 just, we <laughs> chopped him down from like. Yeah. Up. Fuck Bernie, dude. Sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. It's, and it's ridiculous, too. And, you know, like to, to, to the original point, how many of those Capitol Police are directly trained by fucking like IDF, you know, right. instructors yeah. and, and all of that. And it's like, oh, great. Here, you know, It's just a giant 
toilet bowl and it just all just keeps sucking like around the same shit over and over again and these are people who like progressives who were all defund the police defund the police and, and now they're for this. Really? Rashida Tlaib, like oh. jamal bowman and and aoc voted like if there was 213 votes to 212 and they voted present which means yes because mm -hmm. if they hadn't voted present it wouldn't have passed so they voted Absence to fund the, the police all cops are bastards unless they protect me i guess i don't right, know yeah. and like it's also funding money for the the defense industry to for them to use more canisters more weapons we did a whole thing on it you can go to their website you can see what like ammunition they're funding who is that ammunition going to be used on do you really think it's going to be used on mostly like oh crazy right-wing white domestic terrorists no it's going to be used on on all of us who are who are like activists who want to protect our the people who want to actually hold our government accountable that's what this is about yeah police protect the ruling class Period. when the businesses are being burned they just sit there and watch it but when people go and rant and chant usa in capitol hill well then they shoot at them uh and beat them back and then they're going around even now the fbi is being used to track down anybody at the capitol riot the riot the weaponless riot <clears throat> and throw them in jail forever yeah. but you know you got nancy pelosi and all these people they're waving their fingers saying these people are a violent mob i'm like you motherfuckers just drone struck yemen yesterday yeah and voted on the ndaa and murder yeah. millions all the time yeah. you're the violent class the police should be arresting you i mean they just do it with a pen and all whatever and it's okay no, it's, you know, rules for thee, not for me. Pelosi and co can go get her hair done during the epidemic and the coof, and that's okay. And show off her giant refrigerators full of ice cream while people can't make ends meet and stuff. They don't. I forgot there, about there's, that. There's, there's a total <laughs> so disconnect funny. with reality. She looks like Corella DeVille. Like, uh, <laughs> and that's the, that's the Speaker of the House, right? Uh, she's there with her, you know, probably has puppy skin coats or whatever, but wants businesses are just falling apart and there's no empathy or whatever because they don't abide by the same rules and I say, well, we can't have a wall or, or armed police, or whatever, unless it's around DC and then protecting my mm -hmm. ass, you know, can't have it on the border, but we'll put it around DC, you know, and there's like either neither both or both on both. You can't, it's, it's hypocrisy to say one gets it. The other doesn't. It's crazy how much like the capital is turning into like this weird version of the Vatican like more and more because i because I've, I've gone i've gone there over a lot of years and like it's slowly but surely just gotten there it's like oh private police force they have military like standing on the street corners with guns and like bill clinton used to jog to mcdonald's with just a couple secret service agents talk to people and stuff you couldn't do that now no right no. The, the, the country's way more polarized than it was in the 90s but you know they've got a a wall with barbed wire and armed guards the national guards sleeping on the floor to protect these we showed up to protesters like 20 protesters and 50 cops i mean <laughs> right yeah i mean like yeah i mean all all three of us were in dc what two months ago and i think a lot of people don't know when they, when they look at the pictures they think the national guard is just in the buildings or around like the complex no like we we went to to cvs to go get like some drinks or something like that they're hanging outside of cvs they're in the park they're like four six seven blocks away from the capitol building just like hanging out on a street corner and it's like <laughs> it doesn't that look like spooky. a third world despot you know like oh it's, it's like weird. some latin american coup where the leaders got armed guards and barbed wire and, and a wall and stuff to protect them from the public 
It's like, well, how legitimate are these elections? You stole it from Bernie. I'm pretty sure they stole it from Trump, too. Not like I'm a fan of his, but it's like you get a whole bunch of votes in the middle of the night and only one party can count them. It doesn't matter if it was real. stolen for him or not. If the election happened in the United States of America, it was not a legit election. And people just need to stop pretending like anything other than that is true because that's and stop calling people conspiracy theorists because they're trying to look into election. Stop spreading the big lie. And, yeah, yeah, it's you just fucking shut up. I mean, it's yeah. so ridiculous. We know well, our elections are our elections consistently rank like dead last among Western democracies uh, for election integrity. So just shut the fuck up and let's. If you if I don't believe in the electoral system, I think it's probably never going to work out for us. But if that's something that you still think is an option, then don't you want fucking like real elections? Because if yeah. you do, then leave the people who are fighting for that alone because it's annoying. Sorry, yeah, it, 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 it's crazy. Like because there's consequences when you break the law like that. So. Yeah, right rescue people for it like you like you said ryan people start people actually people start at the end in this case they don't even start in the middle they should start in the middle of like oh well the, the federal elections are fine but then when you go into the primaries when you go into like <laughs> even local elections it's like holy shit they There's stole it from tulsi too because she qualified to be on the debate stage that is and they true said, you, you have to reach this other amount of money so she got to that amount and then they're like, no, you still can't. And then two other candidates who did not reach those red bar lines were still allowed to participate. She wasn't right. They yeah. did the same thing to Ron Paul before that. Like they he got first place in Iowa and they said he got second. Except they didn't even say it. they got first place. This person, third place, this person didn't mention his name. And then when he finally was on the debate stage, he had maybe two minutes to talk out of the whole time. And they demonized him, said racist newsletters, all that. They went after him. They said about Tulsi that she's a Russian agent, whatever. So anyone that's starting to even a little bit good that gets in there, the entire weight of the mass media comes down on them like it's it's always the brand new Hitler or whatever. And that's election uh, interference, even yes, from that moment. From the moment they interfered in the primary, uh, obviously in 2016, but even in 2020, the Iowa app, from the moment they started, uh, you know, calling Obama started calling people up and manipulating everything from the media, manipulating everything. That's election interference. 100%. Like, that's not they, like, they banned you know, two senators off Facebook, uh, the Republican senators in Georgia. That's election interference. The right. fact that we had debates and they wasn't allowed to talk about foreign policy. It's like you talked about the Proud Boys more than all of our foreign policy. Like no one would even heard. They of them never talk about anything of substance, really. <laughs> It's always no, um, right. things they can like tiptoe around or, you know, mm -hmm. platitude their way across. Um, it's never anything of substance. And if it, it even if it is like an issue that does have substance, you don't get substantive answers <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if, if you're if you're speaking any kind of truth to this, I mean, again, it's, it's retreading a little bit of ground. But like I got banned off of everything for very minor like criticisms of the government and i got banned off of everything ryan you're probably the most banned human being on this planet off of literally everything fee well, i know you guys I'm, on there combo others, <laughs> there's like snowden assange at least i have my freedom i am True. living abroad but like at least i can move around outside digitally banned but yeah. some get it worse for right sure. <laughs> yeah and then and then fee obviously you you know you've had ongoing sagas with youtube and everything like that i don't know if you wanted to because a lot of people in here don't know you and, and what you do at convo couch and stuff of like the saga you guys have had of of getting stuff stolen from you getting platformed <laughs> like yeah. yeah we're working on that so yeah so we went to the january 6 
um, insurrection. <laughs> um, and we were filming, we were talking about elections because we, we do a lot of work on election integrity on our show. We cover obviously foreign policy and um, electoral politics and a bunch of other things, right? Uh, but we, we, we actually went to interview people about why they were there and it was completely misrepresented. The entire thing was misrepresented on mainstream media, as you guys know. Like there were actual families, old people, babies, young people. It was like, it was not a bunch of Confederate flag weapon gearing white supremacists there showing up. I mean, there were people that were more violent than others, but like it wasn't like what it was portrayed in the media. I didn't feel unsafe. I was more worried about the police doing something. Um, and so we were up there. We were pretty close and we just started talking to people. And, you know, we uh, somehow in one of our streams that we put up later, there was a video of uh, these two guys. One of them said, hey, get the bear mace. And they used that to accuse them of have, having involvement in the death of Officer Brian Sicknick. Initially, the New York Times had reported that Brian Sicknick had been killed due to a fire extinguisher being bashed on his head, which was completely false. They had to com they had to correct that. Of course, they didn't get in any trouble whatsoever. And then they said, oh, it was the bear mace. And so the FBI took our footage without our consent, without calling us up, without telling us anything and try to use it against these people. We were actually threatened by people because of that, because people thought we were like spying on, on somebody. That was after the fact. Um, and then uh, they stole our footage and other networks stole our footage, CNN, MSNBC, TYT, all these people stole our footage without any sort of like, uh, you know, money or anything like that. Cause we're a media Wait, company. TYT, so we're, Israel, we're your footage? Um, and what? Did TYT Israel your footage? Yes. Yeah, they yes. did. They Israeled our footage. So we're working on getting some sort of uh, retaliation for that. We have somebody that we're working with, but it, it's going to take time. But that's beside the point, right? It's just the fact that how it was so misrepresented and how with all these resources, CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they didn't have like somebody on the ground that was actually covering it outside of their, you know, their usual little camera bullshit yeah, that they get the they had to rely on us and the other the only other uh, uh independent media that was there were right wingers and i think status coup was there and that's it like it, like what don't these people have far more resources than we do like and we we you know they had to rely on our footage and on top of that they take they all the play and they get all the money and so that just goes to show you just how like they weaponize everything according to their narrative and it was really sad because Right after that event happened, guys, I, I literally, you know, I'm against authoritarianism, so I don't like the police at all. And that goes for the national security state and it goes for the, the I've seen the abuse of police on the ground. So when people are arguing with me and telling me, oh, no, it was a bunch of white supremacists. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It, it That's not what happened. I was there. They're like, why are you defending Nazis? And it was a bunch <laughs> of progressives. Why are you defending Nazis? And this is on Facebook. And they're like. I'm like, I'm not defending Nazis. I'm just telling you that I was there and this is not what happened. And they're like, I'm like, look, somebody died. They're like, somebody died. I'm like, yeah, Ashley Babbitt was shot by a, by a law enforcement officer. And they're like, yeah, well, a dead Nazi is a good Nazi. And I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, Lord. I thought we all cops were bastards. Like, I thought we weren't on the side of shooting people. And they were like, well, no, because she, she, she was not one of us. And like, and I'm like, wait a minute. No I'm intellectual defending. consistency. Like, I'm the bad guy. They made me out to be the bad guy. And then what they did is they took screenshots uh, out of context and were posting them saying that I was defending 
a white supremacist when I was actually defending just being judge, executioner, and jury and shooting people because I'm against that period. I don't and care if that... it's a white person, a black person, a brown person, an alien. I really don't give two shits. Like how's that I think feel? It's wrong. So that's yeah. the kind of environment that January 6th led to. And that's why they've been able to pass all of this legislation and to get people to like hate on each other and focus on people like, you know, the Proud Boys instead of like those in power because they've weaponized these people's emotions. People who I know voted for Jill Stein in 2016 went and voted for Joe Biden in 2021. They went backwards. <laughs> They yes. didn't move forward. We move forward. I have yeah. changed from the time when I started the show till now. Like, I'm no longer a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm no longer a, a fan of him. I Like, I always tell people, I'll, say, I'll be thankful to him because he did get me more interested in what was happening. And that's something I will always say, okay, thank you for that. But, like, it's like an X. Like, thank you for the experience. Right. Thank you, next. <laughs> thank you next. Let's move on. Like, that's it. Ber Bernie, like, the worst X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, How does it feel to like be X. wrongly associated with white supremacy? Sucks. We're used yeah. to it. We all have we, it here. We definitely. get it all the time. I get See, it all before, the time. Before you were on, I says I have a Confederate flag too, and a Palestinian flag. And I was saying because this one's already been demonized. There are racists that have a Confederate flag. There are racists that have a Christian cross too. But you know the Klan burns crosses in a yard. But they don't get to represent what the cross means to other Christians. And those weirdos don't get to represent what our veterans flag means to other Southerners either. There's hundreds of millions of Southerners and we're not a bunch of racists uh, that fly around this flag because we want slaves or something. That's ridiculous. Uh, but they have hijacked this symbol and they're trying to hijack this this Palestinian flag. It started. I already saw some idiots called the Goyim Defense League. They went around in a van that had Hitler was right painted on the side of it. And they had a Palestinian flag coming out the window. Right. And every cambos down in Florida zoomed in on that and said, look at these Palestinian supporters that want to bring back Hitler. Right. Yeah. And they did this. They did that to the Confederate flag in the nineties. They had all these shows where they went around and found some neo-Nazis, uh, you know, total of maybe 80 in the whole country. Well, they're, doing that, they're doing that to the it's don't a, tread on me flag of like literally right, they're trying to they go after this. Don't tread on me flag too. And it's like, this is a, this is a veterans flag. The South was the one that was invaded and uh, God damn, the war wasn't about slavery anyway. They didn't end it till the 13th amendment which passed after Lincoln was dead. They enslaved the Chinese way after the war and they just used blacks, Irish as wage slave labor anyway. And the North had contraband camps. Six Northern States had slavery during the entire war for fighting against the South, including D.C., the capital, including General Grant is on the $50 bill, personally had slaves, murder. It, it wasn't about that. But that's the cartoonish version of the war you get. And they lie about the Civil War as much as they lie about the Iraq War and everything else. But it kind of baffles me when someone's like, yeah, they fucking lied about Iraq. I was like, do you think they're telling you the truth about World War One and two in the Civil War at all? Yeah, they're not. You know, they're not. Yeah, at all. I, I, got, I got into I got into it with a guy. I didn't I didn't think these people still existed, but apparently they do that still believe that we invaded Iraq to like, like say, like, well, I forget. We, to we save invade, the Kurds or something. Yeah, we, to save, to save Hufti rebels. Don't, and stuff don't like you that. know, we went into Afghanistan for women's rights. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the whole that's why we can't leave now because of that. Yeah. Right. And that's, that, that was opium, kind of, man. Yeah. That was the kind of the thing me and Steve from slow Newsday was talking about of how it seems to be that like they're, might be movements right now to replace Netanyahu with like a more woke friendly version that's going to do the same shit Netanyahu, Netanyahu is going to do but like 
be nicer. more appealing to like the Barack Obama liberals. version. Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing is like Gantz and Lieberman and some of the people sitting in the wings are actually even worse than Netanyahu. Well, he's like, a son, doesn't he? A very like, opportunistic son coming up. His, Maybe they can Netanyahu's use the son. son's actually pretty uh has said some pretty anti-zionist things <laughs> well they'll use him for like they may use him for that but they'll probably I, go with gantz if i if i was to guess but these people like there's ariel sharon bad and there's ahud barat bad netanyahu's been it, terrible i mean i don't want to defend netanyahu but trust me there it actually gets worse than that he's one of the milder oh, ones it can always get worse oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. always get worse i mean it's like i didn't like bill clinton but then we got bush jr and it's like damn <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly it can always continue to slide down. they tried joe to get biden. clinton to go to war of the rock joe and he wouldn't biden. do it well joe, joe biden, biden is that's, president that's this he's president speaking at bernie's that that guy yeah. in there basically yeah. i still like i, I sit here and think shadows. like joe why i thought that like i sat there donald trump is president oh my god donald trump and now i'm like joe, joe biden. biden is president <laughs> yeah what is happening we live in a fucking cartoon i really do right. and it's not even a funny one people. 300 million people to choose from and that's what we ended up with right donald trump and joe biden those were our choices your system's fucking broken fams fix it yeah, <laughs> there was that one there was that one video like there's one cool ago. biden member though there's one cool biden family member and that's the dog wait the dog that's in the hallway it's like news like breaking news at the ap the one that biden knocked uh, biden out of the shower or whatever Good Lord, that family. They set up a cancer fund after their son died of brain cancer, collected $4 million, and didn't spend any of it on cancer research. Dude, these are the worst people on Hunter like married his dead brother's widow. Joe Biden married the <laughs> so babysitter after his wife got died in a car accident. Like, there's no fucking bottom. Frank after Biden he lied about that and, and run, ruined that guy's good. life. I, yeah. Oh, man. Watch the Biden crime syndicate. We made a dumpster fire of a family for sure. It is. They are just total filth. They're they're the Clinton carry Biden syndicate. I mean, they work with Whitey Bulger, the mafia boss of Boston. Like, you know, and Trump too. He worked with. Uh, Doesn't Pelosi have stuff. mob ties too? Oh yeah, her dad. I mean, yeah, organized dad. crime is big, and it's not the like click of Italians like in TV shows or whatever. Like organized crime is a very real thing. Uh, it's been, they've had Our government a is significant organized. role since the Kennedys. Yeah, well, government is organized. It crime, is organized. I, guess, because, I mean, the CIA is the biggest terrorist organization on earth. They're like, Hamas is a terrorist organization. I'm like, <laughs> that's the whole Israeli state. I mean, the whole Israeli state was formed out of Ergun and Stern gangs, terrorists blowing up ships and hotels and killing other Jews too, right? The SS Patria, they murdered about 300 Jews, 55 British sailors. They bombed the USS Liberty, of course, and killed American sailors. They blew up the King David Hotel. They bombed an embassy in Rome. They've blown up trains, blown up boats, squirting poison in people's ears, assassinating people around the world, blow up a cafe in Norway. You know, like it, it it's not like it changed when it became Israel. They were doing all that and it just continued and got worse once they became this apartheid state. I mean, hell, the settlements alone. Like, could you imagine anywhere else in the world? Let's say like we just went into Mexico and made wasp only cities and shot anyone that resisted. And if their kids got even near the perimeter, we threw them in jail and tortured them. Like that's what's going on in the West Bank. And we, what do we do? Give them money. Send the, them the, news, the won't even call it a racial colony or a settlement. They call them Jewish neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. That's what they call them. <laughs> 
yeah, there, there, there was a, there was a video posted today of like this group of Palestinian kids just came across a box full of tear gas rounds. I posted like, that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like, it's like oh my, there's there's just so much munitions being fired at them and shit. That what did you see? He threw a tear them. gas canister with his hand and got yeah. the group of soldiers, and they all started running away. <laughs> yeah, and that and, and like that was a like I don't I don't say it lightly, but like a baby, like that kid looked like maybe like at 11. most 11, 12 years old. Could, could just be a tall seven year old, and he's out throwing tear gas at cops, and they're shooting at him. Like it's it's ridiculous. It, it's it's cartoonish. You're right. We live. Well, in a they shot a cartoon. 16 year old boy dead and a 60 year old grandmother dead, and they beat over 500 people in Alaska Mosque and the popular Ramadan holdings all before this recent conflict starts. And then, of course, there was the home confiscations. Fam all families have been living there for generations. The olive just tree like, burnings. Oh no! Yep, burning the farms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is all before this happened. All right before this happened. And so on Friday. Because ceasefires, 2 a.m., whatever. They all these Palestinians go to the Alaska Mosque, proud, happy. You know, they pretty much stuck it. They lost more, but they still won because to even get that close in the casualty counts is a win for Palestine. And what do they do? They start shooting up the Alaska Mosque with rubber bullets and tear gas again. The very same thing that started it right after there's a ceasefire. They do that. Now I checked CNN, MSNBC, Fox, ABC, all the three letter liars. Nobody had the story. But if there yeah. is a reaction of rockets, they're all going to have that story. They even roughed up a CNN producer. There's video of them roughing up a CNN producer, like pushing him away. They and fucking blew up the goddamn AP building. buildings. Yeah. And they, they fired the journalist. Yeah. Yes. They fired a journalist for be, have, like being in a pro-Palestinian group in college. Well, they, they blew up the journalist, the buildings of AP. And they, I mean, they yeah, really yeah. blew up the physical location of, of where journalistic endeavors happen. Now, Hunter Biden was on saying, hey, man. You know, I was watching Fox and they don't really say anything about foxes. And <laughs> same thing with BBC. I didn't yeah. see any BBC on BBC. <laughs> Dude's so cracked out of his mind. <laughs> it's so it's so fucking ridiculous. And like that that that's that's where we're at. That's our country right now. Is yeah. is we can't even talk about him. We can't talk about Israel. We can't talk about Yemen. Like it as not, well, not they raided Giuliani's apartment because he had the laptop with Hunter. Right, yeah. <laughs> like it, it, the mayor it, of New York, former mayor of New York, getting his apartment raided, and I, like I'm happy that people are up in arms about Palestine and it's it's getting more coverage. But like, if you want to step over just you know a couple thousand miles southeast, nobody talks about Yemen. Like, nobody no, talks Yemen, about Yemen. Yemen. Only yeah, people MSNBC like us will even bring story him up. for two years. They wouldn't talk about it at all. The only time it came up is when Saudi Arabia was doing a weapons deal with Russia. Then all of a sudden you see at least some of the Democrats saying, oh, wait, Saudi Arabia sucks. We shot a withdraw from Yemen, da -da. but they didn't do it. It was just mouth. Uh, but they also the weapons deal didn't go through. So it's like their hatred of Russia is more than their love of Saudi Arabia. So at least there's a line somewhere. But right. Yemen is I mean, they're starving to death. They put 100 percent, 100 percent tariff markup to Oman, which is how they were surviving the country to the north. Um Saudi Arabia wants rail and pipeline to the sea as part of the Maritime Silk Road. That's why they're fighting in Yemen. It's not the first time they've been fighting in Yemen. This has been going back to the 60s and cyclical wars, uh, even when it was Aden, uh, which is now a city in Yemen. Uh, UAE pretty much annexed the island of Socotra, which is part of Yemen, is also part of the Maritime Silk Road. And I made a film about Yemen 
And like the only places I could get to play it were like red ice and like the really pariah places that no one could. I was like, well, I don't care. I just need eyeballs on this. I need somebody to see this. And, and I'm like, what is so controversial about Yemen? Like what? I get all the religious nonsense and stuff with Israel and Palestine, but like, why would you be so like such a dog against Yemen? They're starving to death, little babies, their ribs poking out, they can't get diapers. Like, it's the yeah, country has no history of war, imperialism, participating in terror. Like, like none of that. It, it's it's a small it's, sliver country on the end of Saudi Arabia that ninety percent of people probably don't even know is a fucking country. Well, the Saudi Arabia's got a lot of pull though. So Israel's got a lot of pull, but so does Saudi Arabia. That's one well, of the that's the reason why nobody criticize. that's why nobody talks about us because nobody knows about it. Our media doesn't cover it. They protect Saudi Arabia. It's not something that's mm -hmm. ever discussed. And so most like most average people are completely clueless. It's the same thing I find with Julian Assange. They just don't know. They if they've heard of it, they like may kind of oh yeah, I remember hearing about that, but they don't really know what's going on. I yeah, mean, that's just that's that's this podcast right now. You're you're both everyone here is an example of it. I was told for four years that nobody on the left gave a fuck about Julian Assange. And then I find mm -hmm. a whole movement of people on the left that are fighting for Julian Assange. I didn't know. I mean, didn't he kind of started on uh the with leftist support yeah. when he was showing the I mean to me it's like no shit Sherlock kind of stuff, like, ooh, we killed civilians in Iraq. I'm thinking, how can you not know that? But he showed the it was mind blowing to a, a lot a of people shooting people. Well, but I'm because like, it's I had that, we had that same footage, video yeah, evidence. I know, but different. that that video evidence that he used was already on the web all over the place. It's just that when he did it, it went. I don't know. WikiLeaks had a leftist source or something, so they liked him in the very beginning. Then they're like, because of his criticism of Hillary, because he just criticizes crooks. You know, they're like, oh, you made Trump win the election, and they all turned on him. Yeah, and uh, not which all, is but really like the, ridiculous. The, yeah, and it's ridiculous. Like if you're a principled person, Assange was telling the truth and he was reporting crimes regardless of party. Hillary is guilty of that. And we did kill civilians in Iraq under Bush and Obama. That happened. So, but he, and he had to live in an embassy and now he's in prison. It is the criminals are running the are running the world. I mean, Snowden's in hiding, Assange is in jail. I have a whole thread. Like me, the wrong like, man I've is had, in prison. The wrong man is US in prison. Banks. That's like, a great I can't, thread. I can't use U.S. credit cards. I, I'm not allowed to use a bank in the country I was born. Right? Uh, why? Does it speak out against Israel and Saudi Arabia and and China and anyone else that does something messed up? You know, I'm going to say it, call it like I see it, and so. You know, I worry. Like they, they've been putting people in no-fly list now recently. Just like I was, I was amazed I could stuff. get on a. I was amazed <laughs> I could get on a plane. I was honestly worried about that. Like, and then you ha you increasingly have cops showing up to people's houses for criticizing yep. politicians, and it's like, holy <laughs> fuck, dude, this is where we're at now. We 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 live in Orwell's worst nightmare. Orwell was not imaginative enough to to put this kind of society onto fucking paper. Like, we have progressive paper. politicians sending out mass emails asking her supporters to go narc on people who say <laughs> things sh that she doesn't like. I mean, what the fuck is happening? I, I mean, got oh. killed. Yeah. Well, that's it, the know. attitude. Oh, well, we should be able to just silence people that we disagree with. And it's kind of a generation that grew up in echo chambers. It's the Facebook generation. It shouldn't call it millennials. And they're used to not having anything challenged because you can just block people or, you know, Facebook will do it for you. Uh, and so they don't know how to handle it. They get, I mean, I, I'm pretty controversial, as you can tell. I'll just <laughs> go right at it and I, I'll be calm. I'm not going to hurt you or anything, but I'm gonna, just talking. 
but man, there's a whole generation of kids that just can't, can't deal with that. It stresses them out and they feel like they've been assaulted or something like what? Cause you got exposed as an idiot. Like that's your own fault. Yeah, and it, like, like, they've, they've sold that as just a left wing thing. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's on the left a lot, but touch any of the right sacred cows, touch, touch Israel, you know, touch the police that's or anything. Sacred cow for both sides. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't touch exactly. Israel left or right. I think the right is worse on that. Or at least the Christian rights worse on that. There is a there is an element of the there is an anti-war right and there always has been and like uh but you, not not on the level of like TV personalities and stuff like the best right winger is probably Tucker Carlson that has a TV position and he'll be like against the war in Syria but I don't think he's gonna touch Israel Palestine he'll back down to the oh well both sides are wrong or something like that you know like you're never gonna get anybody on television on any and that's you know for over a day at least. Because uh, Helen, like Keller, t talked about it and stuff, Helen. Um, but um, you'll never get that on either side. Other right wing things would be like guns or something like that, you know, and, that, and that's an electric fence too. Like you can't start talking about that in a grown up way. Um, Big Pharma is another one that both sides protect. You can't talk about that without hitting the electric fence. Um, and in election interference in other countries that the U.S. has participated in or any of the things the CIA has ever done, you, it's both parties protect these things. Uh, right now, it appears like the left is worse on the censorship. But I tell you, if the right was in charge, then it would, trust me, it'd be the other way around. In fact, that's how it used to be. It used to be the puritanical right. Well, they're uh, doing it on the talk, ground, right? Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're passing they're legislation. Both? The right is passing legislation against protests, right? Yeah. Like there's calling them anti-life right states. There's bills yeah. right now coming from the right. I have four in my state right yeah. now. And, and, right. I, and I, 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 I go to these conservatives parties. all the time and they, they get excited about that because they're like, oh, what's well, going to stop the BLM, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm -hmm. guys, how many times do we have to go through this? You know, like. <laughs> It's coming it's for you be, too, bitches. Everybody, you like, too. like you, like I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm not a, I'm not like a right winger neocon or whatever. Like, but like, rioting is already giant... illegal. They're right. going after protesting, which is different. Yeah, if someone's rioting. Yeah. If you break into a store, or whatever, you're supposed to get arrested. You know, but if you are doing civil disobedience, and it's weird because the the cops won't do anything when there's a riot. But if you're not doing a riot and you actually are doing civil dis disobedience, then those people can get arrested. That's the the darkest part of it. Yeah. When, whenever things have gone fully sideways, the cops are nowhere to be seen. But like we, we were in Louisville for the Breonna Taylor event and we were just standing on the side of the road and we had 300 riot cops show up. And it's like, oh, but I, I, you're 100% right, Ryan, that if I would have turned around and thrown a brick through that building behind me, they probably all would have scattered to the fucking winds. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. but we we are this we are definitely like almost over time at this point i'm glad though it's been a great conversation I mean, you shoot people they'll buy you burger king <laughs> right you know well like, it depends. It, the cops it depends. are violence well not always not all cops obviously you know but like yeah. uh there are anytime there's like they allowed the annexation of like six blocks of seattle all summer you just let Chaz or chop whatever stupid thing it was and they could have taken that and 20 minutes if they wanted That's to part of the show though yeah. man it's yep. part of the circus exactly yeah definitely That's why that happens well the yeah. white pill is outside of the united states there's a lot more positive coverage on palestine than there's ever been and i do see it going our direction like this was a pr victory this was a at least a, a, a sort of a military victory in a sense like i think people in palestine hold their head high now like you can't just abuse us you can get consequences now Right. And Israel's lost the last two wars in a row. 
or they lost in 06 to Hezbollah, and now they just lost to Gaza. They can't get any lower. I think Netanyahu's really shot himself in the foot. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm laughing about it because no one deserves it more. These people are the most vicious and racist and protected, and there was no other way to resolve it other than shooting at them because they've tried everything. They yeah. tried civil disobedience. Snipers started shooting their kids at the fence, right? And they, they had every everything. right to do it. Ignored, and they got every right to fire rockets at settlements or the IDF. 100%. That is not an act of terrorism. That is freedom fighters. Yeah, it's, that, that argument has always been weird to me. It's like, oh, they're not targeting like IDF installations. I think that's from people that don't understand the size of the area we're talking about here. Like, what? there's no way that Israel can bomb Gaza and not bomb civilian targets. And most of Israel is going to be civilian targets because this is the area they're in. So when I hear that criticism of like, oh, Hamas is just shooting rockets at, at civilian centers, it's like... Hey, the Iron Dome got debunked, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I actually interviewed a rocket scientist, Ted Postal from MIT, about the Iron Dome as well as the Patriot Missile System, and we already debunked all that back in 2014. But they're still spending money on it, right? But IAI, gets, think about how much money it costs. Every time there's some little flying pipe bomb in the air, half the time it would miss on its own anyway. Do you know how much it costs to pull the trigger on Iron Dome and fire everything at it to try and intercept it? over you're talking about over a quarter million dollars per rocket right Three hundred thousand at least that's what they're going with you know it's mic for israel too and that's that's part of why their military is so ineffectual is they spend things for all the bells and whistles rather than efficiency because they figure well these are people with pipe bombs and throwing rocks what do we have to worry about right yeah, look Why at the not? average IDF soldier. Like, obviously, a lot of my subscribers are like ex-military dudes and stuff like that. They like, wear diapers. The, the, the average, the average Marine has you know ten-year-old rifles, poorly maintained equipment, stuff like that. Over in Iraq mm -hmm. and Afghanistan, you look at an IDF person; they're like out of a fucking sci-fi movie. Oh, they're walking around with like a hundred grand in equipment. Mm -hmm. But you know, half of them are sitting there crying, don't want to get on the bus. They're afraid because it's mandatory service. Yeah. And so there's mm -hmm. a lot of soldiers that aren't really soldiers. They're just forced to be soldiers and they just panic, you know, and they don't want to be there. They got something to live for. They got a life in Israel and it's not worth it. Why am I going around and killing kids in Gaza? Like what? How's that? There's been a lot of whistleblowers. It's not worth my life to do that. Right. Right. So they hire a lot of Bedouin mercenaries and stuff. Those are the crack troops. The uh, because there's a pecking order even among different types of Jews, right? Well, we'll send them Razarahi in there, or we'll send the Sephardic in there. But like the ruling class, they never fight. Same with the Pelosi's and stuff, and the and the Chuck Schumer's and all. They're not their kids aren't in there, right? Of the entire Congress, we have like two that have children or nephews or something in the military. <laughs> like that's it. I think the senator from Virginia and one other or something. Like that's all. They they send other people's kids to die. It's a rotten system. It's been like that uh, since the corporate takeover in 1865. Absolutely. I feel like that's a good thing to end it on. I mean, we've gone two hours. This is my longest show. I'm very kind of excited. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad everybody came here. And I definitely think that, like, hopefully it shows people of, of not only are, I mean, I feel like most people know that people on both sides, quote, quote unquote, of this, of the political spectrum call this out. 
but that also that there's resources and, and people investigating and stuff like that. And that, that what made me a big fan of you, Ryan, is that one of the first people I heard you name drop was Max Blumenthal. And I'm like, okay, this guy's not a political partisan. He don't care who's mm-hmm. saying it. It, it matters what they're saying. Humanity, man. That's all like, like back to the dialogue thing, like Abby Martin's good on Palestine now, but she didn't know anything about it till about three years ago when she went there. And I tried and tried to get her red pilled on that. And she actually dissed me on Twitter one time. And I was like, you're going to eat those words one day. And then she deleted it. So I'm like, forgiven, whatever. But she's very good on it now. Max Blumenthal used to think Assad was a monster. Now And now he's totally on the right side on Syria and does great work on the white helmets and everything else. But there's a guy that, you know, was totally wrong and then changed, right? That And like I said, I'll say one on the right, for example, Ann Coulter used to be a fucking lunatic they wanted to bomb iran and all that now she's anti-war you know um so not everybody is rigidly just stuck in partisan you know autopilot or whatever but yeah for me i don't i don't care i'm not into this left right stuff like i'm on the stop killing people side and anybody that's on that i don't care how you label yourself to me it's humanity versus just psychopaths it's real clear and simple there are people that want to murder people and abuse people and use violence and steal and lie and use warfare for profiteering and those who don't. And, and so it, it doesn't matter at all to me. I don't even, I don't even bother to see what side someone's in. Like Blumenthal's on the left or whatever, but so <laughs> like right. the most important that I'll talk, I've got Gilad Osman on, I've interviewed both of them. You're like they, if you're solid on this issue, you're solid on this issue. Jeff Blankford's another guy, you know, he's on the left too. Good on Palestine. You know, Justin Romando was on the right. Good on Palestine. May he rest in peace. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I guess it does for a lot of people, but it does for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I mean, Max Blumenthal's father is a piece of shit, you know, Sidney Blumenthal. So it shows you how much people can change. It's weird to me how people compare Rand Paul to Ron Paul. I'm like, Ron Paul's great. Rand Paul's mediocre. Just because he's his son doesn't mean anything. Yeah, somebody literally yesterday on Twitter was like, you can't say anything good about Ron Paul because his son's Rand Paul. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of logic? <laughs> like, that's that's so medieval, dude. Like, that's that that's that's weird sense in this fucking time period. We'll but just yeah. say Sidney Blumenthal, Max Blumenthal. They couldn't be more different. Yeah. Right? I'm different from my father. I'm different from my twin brother. Shout out to Where's Max, like though, for real. Be, He's a cool dude. Yeah. He is cool Max guy. is a cool dude. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of like a, a wrap up, closing kind of stuff. Uh, where can I'll for, go for a for a ginger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go going clockwise, Misty. Where can people uh, find you? Twitter as sarcasm stardust. I have another show called Facts on the Ground with Jesse Zerwell. Um, and then I have another show Wednesdays at seven Eastern um, called Bitch with Comrade Misty. Um, and that's fun. We just rant. Magnus was on. We just vent about shit that pisses us off and it's like therapy and it's good it's a good time i like it a lot um this week i have lucas my friend lucas who's spano spinoza on twitter and we're gonna bitch about environmental stuff which should be interesting um yeah i think that's it yeah and then i'll I'll do you last ryan because you have the most complex way to find you seeming you've been (laughs) bleached from the internet but yeah fee where can everybody find you what do you got coming up anything special you want to tell people about um, yeah, so uh, the reason I was here late, and I'm sorry, Magnus, is because no I was doing the Solu- U.S. Solution Summit, and that was at five. Um, and we were just, you know, you guys can see that it was kind of, it was kind of controversial. Uh, Franco did a little panel there on election integrity. And he was calling people out. He did great. 
Um, nice. but Franco. that just got done. I, uh, my other co-host of uh, the other co-host is pasta and Johnny's on the ones and twos. And we're on the combo couch on YouTube. We cover all sorts of, uh, issues all sorts of news. We have people on for interviews. We also go on the ground. We're extremely involved in election integrity as well. We want to travel more. I just renewed my passport. I'm ready to go. I, uh, you know, like we have been completely demonetized on YouTube. So we are on Rockfin as well, R-O-K-F-I-N. You can find us there. And we have a new show coming up that POS is doing with Roar Media called To Hell and Back. And that is dealing with the opioid crisis that nobody's talking about. So he's going to be focus focusing on that. I'm working on some projects myself. And um, thanks for having me on, Magnus. I appreciate you. And I know we're going to get shit for being oh, yeah. on your show. And I <laughs> welcome it. They can go fuck themselves. And eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, <laughs> eat a bag of Richards. My second thought. All right, yeah, and Ryan. So, 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 where can people find your stuff? Definitely, because I know I've, I've I struggled earlier today trying to find some of your stuff. So, so give yeah, us the rundown. I've, I've been banned on everything. So, I have two two different. I have a historical site called Dawson Time. I do it with my twin brother. We've been recently doing a lot on the Civil War, actually, and then I have the Anti Neocon Report. And the URL for that is ancreport.com. And we've been covering a lot of Palestine and Gaza stuff recently, um, the coup and so on. And it's not just the neocons anymore. It's all the imperialists. But that's just, you know, when I started the site, <laughs> it was. But they are still a problem. So we do podcasts on there. We have movies on there. And we sell shirts like this one, God's Not a Real Estate Agent. I don't know if it shows on the camera. But it says wiped off the map on the bottom there nice yeah ancreport.com and tomorrow we're going to screen a film called how terrorists formed a nation all about the beginnings of the israeli state with Haganah and ergun and whatnot and i guarantee you even if you're like pretty deep into this stuff you're going to learn some things and go my god i didn't know that even and it's just there's no bottom uh unfortunately of how bad and evil some people are and it's a short little 30 minute thing, but um, it goes over the origin of the, the apartheid state that isn't real, as we like to call it. Nice. I appreciate that. Yep. Thank, thanks, everybody, for coming on. Thank you for the 120 odd people that have hung out this entire time. That's insane. I, I appreciate that. I think that's definitely Fee and Ryan's fault. All, all of your Sucks, fans. Man. I used to have four thousand live and I know. <laughs> fifty-one I know. million views. And oh, I, I, I guarantee. I was on I the John Stewart show. I was on Press TV, RT, all that, and I'm just like completely canceled. And now I'm like a Nazi or something. They say. Yep. That's usually how it ridiculous. goes. I, I, I don't mm -hmm. think I'll last long. We'll see how long I can I can keep this up. But yeah, definitely thank everybody for tuning in. I'll be back next Thursday at nine p.m. I uh, haven't got a guest yet, but I have some ideas. It's going to be a good one. And I just appreciate everybody coming in. So catch y'all later. Have a good night. Thanks to you and everyone for participating in this and Reed too, even though he isn't here. Uh, that was oh, a yeah, fun conversation. You, and a little bit therapeutic, man. I love ranting about Israel. So, all right. Fuck Israel. Fuck Bye, Israel. Guys.